from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we finally got some news about the AEW game, and we have David Hutchinson here to talk to us about Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and all of the mythology. There is only FromSoft. A $100 Switch controller? Better be good. Episode 332, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about wrestling games that are coming to the Switch and Pokemon Presents and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Lots of stuff happening this week. We got a lot to talk about. So let's introduce ourselves actually first. Uh, We are your hosts. I'm Trey, AW officially coming to Switch Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Sacred Yeast Breath, Mikowski. I'm John, Teed Up Knitter. And special guest. And I am David. You hear that? Lance would like to see something a little bit meatier, Hutchison. <laughs> nice. So, uh, so I, I guess you're referencing Xenoblade. So that uh, that actually answers one of my questions that I was going to ask you about the game is whether you, what language you play it on. But I believe you that means you play it on English, right? I kind of have to because I play a lot at work, so okay. I need to be able to look away and still. Oh, you can't always read it. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on the second half of the show. But man. I, I don't know if anybody knows, but uh, David Hutchison, you're like probably the fastest video game player that I know of. Like you, uh, you could set records or something if you wanted to, probably if you put your mind to it, because uh, you already got it. You did all the all of Xenoblade Three, and Xenoblade hasn't even been out for a week. And I know I know a lot of people have been saying like 100 hours, 130 hours. Didn't you do it in like 40 or something? Or what was your hour count by the end? Oh, I'd have to look at that. Um, I do know that uh, I'll be fair. I didn't finish all of it. Okay, this isn't a hundred percent completion. This is basically beelining for the end. Yeah, uh, but that's fine. I mean, credits are credits. I think it counts. I didn't expect that you had done all of the side missions because there are a lot of side missions. But still, I mean, that's. I still think that's a thing to that's a feat to um, respect there because you know a lot of those side missions provide a lot of extra experience points and stuff like that. And a lot of times when you skip those makes the game even harder and plus you're even playing on a hard mode right as well so yes yeah so i <laughs> will admit i bust. i did move it down to easy towards the end because i was super under leveled that's what i'm that saying if you if you try to go straight for the points i would i could imagine that you would get stuck at uh at points of the game and all that because yeah i always I, I mean i'm you know i'm a sucker for i'm a sucker for side quests so i do i do a lot of those and that's my problem i try to get everything and then it just takes forever and then i don't finish the game because of that, you know, because I have too much time. I'm too too busy fucking around. But it can be fun. But we will. Well, I do want to talk more about those side quests later. Because yeah. uh, I know you wanted to talk about that at a later time. That's fine. Uh, no, I mean, we, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about stuff at the in the second half here. I just don't want to be super spoilery. That's the only thing. Just because oh, I, I wouldn't do that. Just because I'm not that I'm not that far in the game. But I did beat I did beat all the other ones except for X. So we got a lot of talk a lot to talk about on the other ones. But as I but said, leg up on me. I haven't even touched X. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Like 200 hours in X. <laughs> Just wait till it's on Switch and or when X2 comes to Switch. I've heard talk about that too, that that's going to get a sequel. So hope so. But uh, so today, uh, this morning, there was a Pokemon Presents that happened around like, was it like 8 a.m.? And, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not one to, to get up early, but I got up around like 10 or so and I was like, Hey, the Pokemon direct happened. So I like laid in bed and watched it, you know, in my room. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then I checked my, I checked my email and my email was like, Hey, uh, AW, it's like called like AW arcade or something like that. They do it. They do like a stream thing and I follow them. And whenever they stream it, like emails me, it's like, Hey, AW's doing a stream right now where they're going to talk about the new AW game. And I'm like, what? So like I turned on switch on Twitch and I put it on my TV and I, I was there at the exact right time, and I saw them. It was uh, Evil Uno and Nyla Rose uh, talked about the game. Uh, they showed all of the new, um, all the new uh, screenshots that were unveiled for the game, and they said on the stream that this game is coming to Nintendo Switch. So there's no, uh, there's no more um, rumor in that. That is a fact, because two of the wrestlers who are in the game said the game is coming to Nintendo Switch. So there you go. And I, I was been, I've been holding out hope for this since it was first announced. That it would come to Nintendo Switch, and here it is. It's coming, and it's and they've already like put a pre-order up on uh, Amazon, but it says you know December thirty first, twenty twenty two. But I mean, I I didn't even expect this game to come out this year like at all. So because they because just because we've seen like nothing of it, we've seen like little tiny videos of maybe two wrestlers fighting each other, but just like seconds, you know, like not really anything yet. Well, they strike me from what little I I know of them. They strike me as a pretty savvy organization and pretty in tune with video games and video game culture and video game fans and the tide is turning toward people not wanting to know little bits of information two years ahead Mm -hmm. two years ahead of time sure yeah like so maybe i'm sure that was part of their consideration like let's just tell people when it's almost done that makes the most sense i mean aw started in what like 2019 or 2018 like they're not they're not that old like uh I went to go see them in 2019. Actually, I think they started in 2019. Because when I see when I went to go see the first live show, they'd only been around for like three months or something like that. So, but from the start, they said they were making a that they were planning on making a wrestling game, as you would, you know. So this mm-hmm. has been in development for a long time. And you know, one of the main guys who actually has not been wrestling since last November, uh, Kenny Omega, who's like one of the main wrestlers on that federation. He, he we haven't seen him since. Uh, since November of 2021. So, and I guess he is like a huge He's been part hard at work coding the game. Well, no, I mean that I heard that he is actually uh have he has having a big part in the development of the game. So, he kind of disappeared. Well, he lost his title to uh Hangman Adam Page and then he disappeared after that. So, I think I I think he just went to go work on the game because I was reading some I, there's been like this big explosion of articles like all over the place on to, from people that I follow on Twitter and all of a sudden all this new stuff about the game. I'm like, "What? What?" And I saw this article saying like Kenny Omega said he had pretty much thrown himself into the game. So that's why he hasn't been wrestling. And uh, and, and he got hurt too. But I mean, he probably got better and then just kept working on the game. But I think it looks I think it looks pretty cool from what I've seen. The uh there's a lot of stuff they unveiled from the uh from the from the Twitch thing. Like they did a whole thing where they just talked about all the different modes in it. Like a lot of it's specific to the AEW brand, so that's pretty cool. Um there's a uh, there's single matches, of course, tag team matches, uh, three-way, three-way matches, four-way matches, uh, ladder matches, the Casino Battle Royale, this, which is like a specific AEW thing that has, it's like a time thing where people come in at different times, but there's like, there's like different card suits and whatever. I never really understood exactly what they were doing in that Battle Royale, but regardless, you can do it. You can do it that way on there. 
Um, you can do like, you know, hardcore matches where you can pin anybody anywhere, which is always fun on the 64 one. If you played any of those where you could like pin people like in the crowd or like outside of the ring or whatever, or like in the, where you walked out. I thought you meant first pin people in the crowd, like go to a random crowd <laughs> and pin somebody. No, pin people in That'd the crowd. That'd be cool too. No, pin, pin in, yeah, pin in the crowd with whoever you're fighting. Um, you can do uh, unsanctioned lights out matches, which are from the show. That's basically, you know, you can use what you can use, whatever, all that type of thing. Exploding barbed wire death match, which was a, which was the the main event on one of their pay per views, and apparently the barbed wire did not explode. I didn't I didn't see oh. it, but I heard it was a it was a terrible disappointment. So it's cool that they can go back and fix it now, and now it'll actually have exploding barbed wire. So I mean that's cool. That hasn't yeah, been any any other game. So if the code's strong and the explosion happens. I mean, I'm sure you can do, you can do it more in a video <laughs> video game when and then when you're doing it with actual people. You know, I thought it was a cool idea, but although it would be funny if it didn't work, just like real life. It was kind of funny because I didn't watch the pay per view at the time because it was like in pandemic and I was trying to save money and all that. And uh, I remember I remember watching the one after because it was a match with Kenny Omega and he's like, "Well, it didn't work, you know, because I'm the bad guy and I made it and it didn't work, you know, because I suck. I don't make real good things that work and all that." That was like the angle that they went with it, where he's like, "I'm an asshole, so I made barbed wire that doesn't explode, whatever." <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's like kind of how they how they tried to like make it look like you know try to make it look less terrible that they did not provide what they said they were going to provide. But there, there's going to be an on there's going to be a career mode. There's going to be an online multiplayer, which is great. Online multiplayer leaderboards. Um, custom modes, custom wrestlers uh, can change attire and, and appearance, uh, move sets, entrances, teams, arenas. You can even make your own arenas, which is pretty dope. And yeah, this is all stuff they unveiled. And they showed uh, they showed the the front cover, which of course has like CM Punk front and center, which he's hurt too. He's not he's not wrestling right now, but I'm sure he'll be back soon enough. But there's like some people who weren't unveiled there. There's a CM Punk, Kenny Omega, John Moxley. Uh, there's Chris Jericho. Dr. Britt Baker and uh, Dan Housen and Jade Jade Cargill on the front cover here. I haven't seen anything about Dan Dan Housen yet being on there, but I'd be I'd be surprised that he was on there. What if he wasn't on there? One thing I thought was really weird, or that wasn't weird, was was cool from the from the uh, screenshots that released is uh, Abaddon is on there. Abaddon is like this female wrestler that basically dresses up like a dresses up like a zombie and wears like the the. Um, contact lenses where her eyes are like white and she has blood all over her. and she's like one a pretty cool wrestler and she hadn't been announced yet for the game but she's in she's in the pictures there and uh thunder rosa who is like the 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 you know the female champion right now is on there which would be weird if she wasn't it's like since she has the belt and all that stuff but yeah there were some shown there that hadn't been shown yet but yeah i think it looks i think it looks cool i've seen a lot of people of course people like throwing shade at it because they think it looks too simple or whatever i don't care i just want regular arcade wrestling on switch and i've seen it announced multiple places aside from the stream that it is coming to nintendo switch so they said they made a joke about it's coming to everything you can play it on uh pregnancy tests and all that stuff like the like the doom thing Hmm. so so yeah hooray AEW uh game of the year 2022 whatever that whatever that comes out i I'm, i'm excited that it's coming to the switch so it's pretty cool So by december 31st what do you think is the actual release date well, okay, so there was a rumor. There, I don't know if there's a rumor if, if they actually said this, but supposedly it was supposed to launch at the date of the AEW All Out, which is the next pay-per-view, which takes place in Chicago, which I have tickets to. Um, it's happening the first weekend, the first Sunday of September, like that Labor Day weekend, I think. So I don't, I don't think it's going to release then because that's like less than a month away from now. 
but I do think that they'll play another like they'll play like a full trailer maybe with the actual release date on there because that would be cool because I'm it was kind of like one of those things that I've always wanted to play the game you know I said that I'll buy it on PS4 or whatever if I have to and it was just like I you know obviously I, I like AW a lot I want to play all these characters and then all of a sudden there was just all this information like where it felt like a real thing and then all of a sudden I was like super excited about it and I was like oh wait there it is it's real it exists it's gonna happen so nice it was exciting and it was pretty cool that i just got on there like right at the right time just to hear them talk about it and be like yeah here it is hopefully it releases at the same time as everything else instead of being delayed yeah that's what i was wondering about if it was gonna they didn't say anything about a delay but they didn't say anything about a release date either but it's kind of weird that like i automatically got an email from AEW because i get like weekly emails like about matches or whatever and uh, they they're like pre-order now, and it has like no it has like no price on it, but what well, has price on it, but no date, you know. It says like December first or December thirty first. I'm like, okay, well that's what they do when they don't you know want to say what the date is yet. I always kind of hope that it would be unveiled in a direct or something like that, but it's just it's cool that it's coming to Switch officially. So hooray! As long as we're talking about wrestling, I want to take a moment to plug my friend's wrestling show. My friend here in Detroit, his wrestling name is Dicky Bronson. His real name is Rich, my good friend of almost 30 years now. We got a show. He's got a show coming up on uh, Saturday, Saturday, August 6th here in Detroit. If you're in the Detroit area, come to Sanctuary Fight Club uh, at the Sanctuary. That's the name of the club in Detroit. That's on uh, uh, Canna Street in Hamtramck. It's going to be Saturday, August 6th at 6 p.m. Come on by and uh, I'll be there. I don't know. How, I don't know how many Michigan people we have on here, but anybody is in Michigan. Go, go do that. Mm hmm. You can talk about. Uh, I'm sure he's excited about the game too. Oh yeah, we can talk about that. But yeah, this. Uh, I think it looks. I think it looks pretty cool. People are pointing out that, like, in the pictures of the game, people are wearing like actual shirts that you can buy, that that are actual AEW merch. Like people in the audience. So that's pretty cool. That's that's a cool detail that's added in there. Maybe they were mocapping in the whole audience, and you just didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a thing where they uh, we talked about it in a previous episode, but there, there was a thing where they. Uh, recorded they recorded audience chants like during you know in between shows and all that but yeah it looks cool i'm excited but i think that's uh i think that's it if, if there's going to be something that i forget about it later i'll just be upset when i'm editing it but hooray AEW. also uh this is like super curse of the show but uh last week right like pretty much right after we got done recording mario kart wave 2 got announced via youtube as usual so yeah uh that and that's it's happening today Anybody play it? I thought it happened tomorrow. Was it tomorrow? I thought it was, oh. I thought it was Thursday. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the fourth. It's it's yep. the, it's the fourth. Uh, this is the third. This will be posted on the fifth. I know you're confused. I'm sorry. This is how we do things here on Nintendo Main. Um, yeah, no, it, it hasn't happened yet. So, but I'd I'd like to play it. Uh, if you remember last week, we talked about that that uh, Twitter that somebody like made a tweet that was super cryptic and they had to break it down, and it said, you know, boost now you got boost power, which is from F Zero. And they said, don't don't get up your expectations, but there's some sort of F-Zero type thing. I'm pretty sure this was the fucking thing, was Wave 2. Because Wave 2 has a brand new race on there that's like involving ice cream or whatever, like ice cream sundaes, but it's all anti-grav. It's like they're bringing that back. Because last Wave didn't have any anti-grav stuff. This is all anti-grav. So I think that is the reference to F-Zero because that is like an F-Zero thing. Is that a course from Tour or is it an all-new course? It's, a brand, it's new a brand new course. Oh, yeah, they're gonna have Ooh. they're gonna have at least like one brand new course per wave. So it looks it looks pretty cool. Yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, because I, I was actually, you know, I was out of town last week too, 
and I was working on a job and it got announced like right when I got to work and I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. Well, well, if, they're making, all- if they're making new courses, doesn't that mean it's a death nail for Mario Kart 9? Oh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't think Mario Kart 9 exists or will exist in any way. I mean, they're giving you basically the whole, they're giving you the same amount of courses that are already on there. Like they're doubling the game. And this is supposed to go like through the next like three years or something, right? Like like mm-hmm. they laid out the time for it. Like it's not going to be over by the end of 2022. It's going to keep going after that. So I mean, Mario this... Kart 8 is like the Fortnite of Mario Kart. That's what Mario Kart is now <laughs> forever. Except, Games the service. Except for you have to pay for it. Unlike uh, unlike Fortnite, but um, yeah, I mean it's it's basically they're basically going to add stuff to it until whenever the next switch is, and then maybe that'll have a new Mario Kart, or maybe it'll just have Mario Kart Eight again with all the wave stuff on it. Hooray! <laughs> they'll just drop the eight; it'll just be Mario Kart, but yeah. it'll be the same game. It's gonna be it's gonna be the Grand Theft Auto, the Grand Theft Auto Five of uh, Nintendo games. We just see it on every system. The Skyrim, yeah. So, yeah, there's some good ones on there. There's Calamari De- Desert is on there. Uh, Mario Circuit 3 from Super Nintendo. Waluigi's Pinball, as Jeremy said earlier. That's the one I'm most excited about because Waluigi's Pinball... Best course ever. Was like my, was like, is one of my favorite courses ever. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Same. Uh, Wii Mushroom Gorge is a fun one with the bouncy mushrooms from the Wii. That one was always fun mm-hmm. to do. Um, but, yeah, Waluigi Pinball is, yeah. Like I said, we, you know, we go back and talk and listen to us when we talked about our favorite, you know, our Mario Kart countdown and all that. Um, for the longest time, Mario Kart DS was my favorite Mario Kart of all time because of courses like Waluigi Pinball and um, and like the the Airship Fortress. Like that one was really cool too. Yes, that level is so cool. I felt like they took all the things that was kind of wrong with the. Well, I mean, some of the, basically the best level in uh, the GameCube one was DK Mountain. And I feel like they took mm-hmm. the idea of DK Mountain and made it into like almost every level in the DS one. That's why I thought it was so cool. And also, it was the first one to use old courses. Uh, I guess you, the I guess the Game Boy Advance one is kind of like that because it used the Super Nintendo ones. Yeah. But but this is one that actually mm-hmm. used like one from every game that existed at the time. So we have uh, what is it? Sydney. There's a Sydney race from Mario Kart Tour. You know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Mario Kart tours are always like real ones. Yeah, Waluigi Pinball looks real slick. I mean, I think it looks good for Switch. I mean, it's been, it was remade in the 3DS one, so this isn't really that much of a big change. Like, you know, I guess this will, this is in HD, but it's not as going to be as big as a change of like going from like the DS to this because there's a 3DS one that looks similar to this. But yeah, I, of course, uh, I'll, I'll play, you know, I'll play Mario Kart for like two more weeks or something and have a great time with it, and then I'll stop again until the next wave happens probably. I need to find my cartridge. GBA Snowland. Oh, yeah, you have the cartridge, so you probably lost it. Uh, Mario Kart Tour, New York Minute. I didn't lose it. I just can't find any of my cartridges Mm. because I haven't played Switch in so long. Don't you have a case? (laughs) Yes, I can't find it. I was like, don't you have a Switch case? It's in my house somewhere. That has all your shit in it? (laughs) That's where you get Switch cases. It's it's somewhere around here. That's why it's... We we did like a deep, deep clean of the house last week, and I think sometimes that ends up being bad. It's on a Goodwill shelf somewhere. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, hell no. No. It's on a shelf or something resembling a shelf. That's a makeshift what, shelf, if you will. That's what you get for not taking your Switch anywhere. You don't know where your Switch case is or, or where your Switch games are. I don't go anywhere. Yeah, you do. Don't don't you don't you guys like go on trips and stuff? I haven't for a while. Don't you go like camping and whatnot? But when we go camping, I really don't switch it up. 
Yeah, cool. Uh, Mario Kart 8. We'll talk about it next week because it's not out yet. But I mean, it's it could it actually could be out by now. I don't know. I'm not going to check because we're doing this. But yeah, that's that's the uh, that was the curse of the podcast last week. There was a Pokemon Pokemon Direct Pokemon Presents happened. I think uh, am I the only one that watched it? No, I watched it. Oh, okay, um, I already said that. Yeah. Well, we weren't recording yet, so I'm letting I'm letting the people know. Oh, uh, okay. You said it in the off record time. Is it six minutes of your life you want back? It's actually three it's, minutes. I played it on double speed. <laughs> it's it's like eighteen minutes. I watched the whole thing and I don't care. You know, uh, I thought it was. I enjoyed the new Pokemon stuff. You know, there's a lot of uh, mobile stuff off right off the start. I think the only thing worth mentioning was there's a Pika Party mode for Pokemon Unite that you can play right now <laughs> that made me kind of want to play it, like kind of, but I probably never will. It's in it's in that uh, sealed category that I have on my Switch of stuff that I just don't play that I have but I've never played. It's August 3rd to September 1st is the peak of party if you want to do that. Mewtwo is coming to Cafe Remix. I played that game for a little bit when it came out because it was free, but I don't know. It wasn't as good as Pokemon Shuffle. That was the only like puzzle one that I really liked that was Pokemon. And uh, Latias and Latios will come when you can have hire them to join the staff. It's happening right now through the 11th. That's about the only things worth mentioning in the mobile one. But what I thought was really interesting about the new Pokemon Scarlet Violet stuff is that it kind of looks like you're going to get your legendary really early now. Did you notice that, Jeremy? Because you're going to get. I did. I was kind of curious about it. Because your legendary is basically going to be your transportation. And if that is the case, then they would not wait till you get it at the end of the game like every other Pokemon game. Because why would you? You wouldn't be able to go anywhere. Like you'd already seen everything. So I think they're going to give you your legendary right off the bat. And you can write. It definitely seems like, yeah, it seems like they're doing a similar thing what they did with all the different Pokemon that were a vehicle in um, Arceus. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. instead of that, it's just going to be one character who I notice is kind of funny. Both of the legendaries have uh, their Miraiden and uh, Koraiden. It literally says Raiden in their name, like you're riding them. Oh, yeah, yeah. So- Except for I, I did see people talking on Twitter about uh, Koraiden. Uh, Koraiden is the red one, right? The scarlet one. Yeah. About how mm-hmm. Koraiden does not use the wheels, though. Koraiden is still running with its feet, even though it has giant uh-huh. wheels in the middle of it. Whereas the other one, it's like when you the superior when you one, you put a dog above getting, water and it just starts it, kicking its feet like this. Yeah, they, they actually it looks like that in the water too. It does the doggy mm-hmm. paddle in the water. But the other one, the violet one, which is the one that I'm planning on getting, that uses the wheels, and it also uses the wheels in the water. So is that supposed to be... Because I know there's a reference between like past and future. Like the violet one is the future one, and the scarlet one is the past one, because you got the cave lady and all that. Um, maybe the past legendary doesn't know how to use its wheels yet. <laughs> it's just like... I saw people being all pissed about that, that it's not using the wheels. It's like... What the fuck, man? You got big giant wheels on you. Has the wheel not been invented yet? Is that what what time you're from? I don't know. It's this generation's trees that people are going to complain about. <laughs> you're going to play about useless wheels, useless organic wheels. <laughs> I, I already saw people doing the whole like graphics aren't don't look good enough thing. I already saw that too, and I'm like, oh my god, just shut up. I think it looks great. I mean, it's got that. It's got some blowy grass in there. You know, open areas. I thought it was interesting that in the in the uh, Pokemon Presents it said, it said like this is the first time Pokemon is open is full open world. I'm like, what about Arceus, dude? Are you just throwing that out? You just don't care about Arceus? It's an open world RPG, so I think they're hinging on the technicality that Arceus is an action RPG. 
It's still it's still a turn based RPG though. It really is. It ain't no action RPG. That ain't no ease eight there. That's for it, sure. It has the uh, Pokemon Go element to it. Yeah, I was just like, come on, don't throw Arceus under the bus. Arceus is great. Oh yeah, one thing I guess new thing that's interesting that wasn't there before. Uh, you can turn your Pokemon into gems now, into shiny looking gems. Was it terastracize? What do you call it? Ter- terastralize. Yeah. It reminds me of that, like, um, of that old punk song, uh, Mast- Metastasize. But uh, ter- terastra- terastralize. Yeah. You can turn your Pokemon into gems. Uh, some of them will change type depending on their Terra type. And you can also try to catch Pokemon with special Terra types that, of course, you won't probably won't find out until they terastralize. And there's a, yeah, they talk about there's multiplayer. You can play four player online. So I guess that's kind of like Arceus too. They're bringing a little bit more of that monster hunter in there for uh, for four player multi, which I'm really interested to see how that works. You know, they kind of had that in sword and shield for like the open for whatever the wild area, but now like everything is going to be like the wild area. So really interested. They still, they're still saying that you can go to any gym whenever you want to, which is cool. There was a couple new Pokemon that were showing on there. That hadn't existed yet. I didn't write them down, but there was like a spiky turtle-looking thing that kind of looked cool. I wrote. I wrote about a uh, Fido. It's a dog that's made out of dough, and he's got yeast breath. Oh, so his yeast breath can be used in baking, and that's one of the reasons they keep him around. He uses breath to make dough rise. Interesting. Yeah, they, they've they've kind of done that with some of the, with with the new ones where they're starting to become like. Like food, also, you know. Yeah, well, the ice cream cone one. Oh yeah, Van- Vanillix. Yeah, well, Vanillix was the double. Yeah, one. I like that. I like that ice cream. That ice cream Pokemon. That's a black and white. That's my favorite. My favorite generation. This dog looks super cute. It's got some like. Uh, it's also just kind of giving them more of a, like a real world. Yeah, it's like a real world use because it's more of a. You know, we're getting more realistic with our Pokemon supposedly. So now, the Pokemon have to have jobs. And if they have jobs, they have to have special innate abilities that are useful for that job, like breathing out yeast, which means there's a bunch of microorganisms living in its lungs, essentially. Yeah, they well was it a Pokemon Sword and Shield? You could send your you could send your Pokemon out to 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 do stuff. You could send them on jobs, like send them That's out to freelance true. and all that. There was a Satitan, is that what it's called? That one looks crazy. Like the the new whale one that has mm-hmm. like that has like teeth and it has like a mouth, but like spikes in front of its mouth. It's kind of terrifying looking. I like I like that one. I like the design of that one. And the eyes are like on the outside of the mouth. It's really weird. And the and the teeth are all kind of like different sizes. They sort of look like piano keys going up and down. Do you ever do you ever play any Pokemon games, uh, David? I know I know you like I know you like RPGs, but you never do you never do any of the Pokemons or anything like that. Too easy. The last one I did was Let's Go Pikachu, and I also finished uh, either X or Y. I can't remember which. But I haven't played either of those. Oh, okay, it's always kind of it's kind of hard to tell like what like what you're into because I know you really like the anime games, but some of the but some of like the 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 cute like the cuter RPGs I think you might be into. You don't doesn't seem like you touch, but I guess it depends. Well, I don't want to say that they're babyish because I know that they're not. People <laughs> get really intense and hard on some of the trainings and finding shinies yeah. and everything like that, and I just since I usually like go straight through something as fast as possible because I don't have a whole lot of time. I just don't bother with that, sure, because it would be over in a heartbeat. Yeah, some of those apparently. Yeah, if if you're just because I remember people complaining about a uh, sword and shield because they said you could beat it in like no time. 
And over here, I, I am. I, I never beat it. <laughs> I never made it all the way through. That's because I'm stupid. Like I'll try to catch every Pokemon in every area that I'm at before I leave. So it takes so it takes me forever because I spend so much time catching everything. I feel like that might be one of the things that you do in that game. <laughs> what catch every Pokemon? I mean, that's what you're supposed. Well, to if do. you're a true Pokehead, yeah. Well, I'm afraid he's got to catch them all, right? So, yeah, that's you what know. you're supposed to do. That's why it takes me so long to get through it. I mean, it's a. Uh, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, you're still planning on getting it, right, Jeremy? Like, it, did your opinion oh, yeah. change at all from the Pokemon Presents? I just think it looks. I just think it looks, you know, cooler every time I see it. I think I can just get overwhelmed seeing big, complicated games because I'm so overwhelmed with gaming right now. Like, of course, I'll play it. And it's we've got until November, but that I almost feel like November's super close because of just how much I want to do before then. I mean, it's also like, I turn forty in November, so I'm not exactly looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, and it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I just realized. I mean, it just it just became the eighth month of the year, so we only have like five months left in the year. I was like, oh god, yeah, it's already it's already coming in November. Yeah, I think, no- guys, I think you said on the last show that there weren't any games that I was really looking forward to for the rest of the year. Now with with Jeremy with your comment, because I'm turning forty as well, I'm thinking that's maybe that's psychologically the reason why I'm just like I don't want to anticipate anything. I don't want any that time to come faster. Exactly. So I'll just anticipate nothing, live in the moment, enjoy. I say anticipation is yeah. So wait, you turn is your birthday in September? Uh, October second. You're like oh, you, we're, you're, really we're both like right next to each other. Yeah, you said that last time too. Yep. Mine's in October as well. Ten ten. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I I turned forty in the pandemic. At least you're not doing that. You know, that was the worst time uh, to turn forty. Uh, there's a new pandemic. Don't worry. Don't worry. A little, you're pretty little head about it. I mean, I'm monkey just, pox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean well it wasn't like you know the pandemic i mean i've been you know yeah i had like th- i had like three birthdays in, in the pandemic so i mean <laughs> you know but at 40 is just a number it really doesn't matter like i mean i'm 42 nothing really changed i'm still rocking it so don't worry about it i'm really not that worried about it i just this year really has gone by quickly just like last year and the year before well 2020 lasted a really long time actually that was a long ass year it's not Agreed. like it's not like you you got like ten like ten year terms or something like that like like other people do, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> um, I think that's I think that's it for Pokemon Presents. Um, I guess why don't uh, do you have anything that you want to talk about, David? That you've been playing that isn't Xenoblade Chronicles Three, or has that been the main the main thing you've been rocking? Well, that's been the main thing ever since it came out, and I know we'll talk about that more later. So I'll talk about some of the other stuff I've been doing. Uh, last year, I met my goal that I wanted to, which was finishing 52 games in the year. That way, it was one per week. Wow! Even though wow. November and December are really, really busy for us at the post office, so I didn't really have any time for that. So I knew I needed to hit it before then if I was going to. You got to double up. <laughs> this has been the year of FromSoft, kind of like Jeremy. Not yes. never soft, FromSoft. So, mm-hmm. um, I finished, uh, Elven Ring, I finished, um, Dark, Dark Souls, Souls mm-hmm. and I'm working on Demon Souls right now. I'm in the very end of that right now. Is that the remake on PS5 you're playing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, those don't take a short amount of time to get through either, especially cool. if you want to be able to not like die every time you turn a corner. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have to be like really good at the game for it not to take a long time. Yeah, my son's been bugging me to start Bloodborne as well after this is over. And oh I'm my like, god, I love that game so much. I love it so much. He's I'm, it like I, I had to stop playing it though. Oh, I'll get into it a little bit. Well, for now. 
Okay. Now that I'll probably uh, finish Demon Souls this week, uh, the remake, and then I don't know what to do next. Um, Bloodborne. After... <laughs> but uh, I don't have my PS4 anymore because my daughter took it when she uh, graduated. Mm. So all oh. I've got is a PS5. So I don't know whether Bloodborne works on the PS5 or not because of the frame rate stuff. Yeah, you might be right. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'd be kind of surprised if they didn't have some sort of patch for it. Like that's a really popular game, but it's also like old. I mean, it came out. It came out like at the beginning, right? Like pretty much mm-hmm. like whenever the PS4 launched. Just it was long, like a year or two into the launch, I think. Just such a long time ago, because wasn't that like not that far away from when like the Wii U launched? Were they kind of close together? PS4 was like 2014. The Wii U yeah. was in 2012. Yeah. Well, I just remember the Wii U coming out, and it was like the same as all the consoles for like a year or something. And then there were new consoles and then it was behind again. Like it was like, okay, it's like finally, but too late. Thanks. Speaking of getting old, the Wii U is almost 10. Yeah. I thought it was already 10. Well, I guess it's pretty close. Whatever. It's real close. Um, you guys you... talk about turning 40. You're making me feel old. Cause I'm the oldest one here then. Oh, so. I said, it's just a number. Not by man. much though. Right. Just a number. I'll be 44. Yeah. It's just a number. So, Don't worry about it. It's yeah. just a number. Truly that. Um, have Have you tried playing? Plus, live? you almost you almost got to be alive when Elvis was. You were almost there. <laughs> yeah, I was close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that uh-huh. so, is that something that people like want like strive for? <laughs> no, I just was trying to think uh, seventy eight or seventy nine. Like what what happened uh, uh, off the wall by Michael Jackson came out in seventy nine. Like I don't know much about the late seventies. Well, seven. 78 means that I skip being a millennial, right? I'm before yep. that. Still Generation X. Is yeah, it, and you were born to, before Empire. Only goes to 79. Yeah. I was born two days before Empire. So there you go. I was born on the 19th and it came out the 21st, I think, or the 20th. Maybe it was just a day. But it, I, I, I was Did before. you go see it? No. I thought you were a Star Wars fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I got I to go to Empire now with the baby. See you, Mom. <laughs> one, one day old baby. Uh, that was my first film that I saw was Return of the Jedi, though, that my parents took me to at nice. a drive-in. So. That's awesome. The, the, first, the first thing I remember going to see at a drive-in was, I don't remember the times, but it was either Gremlins 1 or Snow White. I don't know which one of those came out first, but I was terrified by, by both. So it came out like the forties. Gremlins one came out like the eighties. Well, I mean, I mean, Snow White was re-released. Obviously, it was when uh, Disney okay. was doing all the all that fucking uh, you know vault shit, where it's like, oh no, it's only out for this week. Come see it and give us more money. But I thought, I mean, both of them were pretty were pretty terrifying for me in the, in the drive through. So <laughs> I was the I last was, movie I saw at drive through was Kung Fu Panda three. There you go. I saw what is it? Justin and I saw one not that long ago because we because we go to drive-throughs. Oh yeah, we went to see uh, we went to go see the Return of the Living Dead. Oh no, it was uh, Evil Dead Two was the last thing we saw in the drive-through. That's cool. Evil Dead Two and the Bollywood version of Evil Dead Two, which is not very good, but it was. But we've it was got a, a drive-through. We've got a drive-through about forty-five minutes from Champaign and Gibson City, so I guess we don't have it. But that's the closest one, and they're actually playing the new Jordan Peele flick there, which oh, is pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I mean we I have a note last night. Yeah, I heard. I've heard okay things. Yeah, I mean uh, well, my most son, people said it was good. My son runs the movie theater, so he just whenever something new comes out, he just says who wants to go see it, and then we just go see it. With That's him awesome. That's cool. That, can, I grew I grew up like that. My dad was a 
movie theater manager, we would just go see movies free all the time. That's, that's yeah, cool. I, would, I won't spoil okay. anything for it. It'll be uh, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts after you do see it, though. Mm. <laughs> I feel like it's ripe for a parody already, though, called Ope, some Midwestern like spin on it. As long as it's better than us. I thought that movie sucked. <laughs> we saw that movie in the theater and oh, I thought it was that, awful. I don't like that movie. I don't think so it was Get Out, then Us, yeah. then Nope. Is that yeah, three? That's okay. correct. Yeah. I haven't I think seen I, any of them. I think I wasn't I think I was expecting it to be like some sort of like cool comment on racism and all that, but it wasn't. It was just some kids with, with like doubles, body doubles or whatever. It was just I think I expected too much for it from it. And I was just kinda like, mm, whatever. Yeah. From us. You, you had a little bit of uh, get out, you know, baggage going into it, or you you're expecting something like that. Well I wanted it to I think be I, yeah, too, I, wanted, but, I wanted to be like get but, out, but it wasn't. Which it was like a good, it was just a good movie. Like it was, a, it was a good movie, you know, minus the social commentary and all that stuff. Yeah. So Get Out was the better movie, but I thought it was a good movie in its own right. Mm. I thought it was pretty predictable. But that's I'm going to uh, use that phrase: manage your expectations when you go to see it. Well, I know, I know that Nope is not. It, it doesn't have anything to say about anything either. But uh, it, it's kind of funny where people are like, oh, well, this one is different from all the others. I'm like, no, Us, Us was like that too. It was a super empty movie that didn't really have any extraness to it. It was just a movie. I don't know. People forget about that one probably because it's very forgettable. But uh, is that uh, have you um have you tried playing like uh, Live Alive, like the demo or anything like that? I tried playing the demo. I did a little bit of. I don't know if it was the Japanese or the Chinese one for the okay the, for the demo, and I I started it literally the day before. Uh, Xenoblade 3 was going to release. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I just, I can't get into this right now. Yeah. Even though I know it was a much shorter game. So I, I played about. I, I, go ahead. Sorry. What you, no, what did you think? I was going to say, I played about 11 hours of it, but then Xenoblade came out and I haven't played it ever since Xenoblade came out. But um, I just, I just was thinking about it the other day. And Live Alive is, is totally like a, um, what do you call it? It's, it's like an, un, it's an undercover uh, strategy game. I just realized that it's a strategy game that's pretending to be a turn-based, uh, uh, just a regular traditional turn-based Japanese RPG. Because whenever you, because the fighting system is like grid-based, and you have to move around like you would. It's it's basically it, it's a lot like Fire Emblem Echoes on 3DS, if you remember that game, where you walk around in 3D and then you run into somebody, and it turns into like a grid, and then you move around like you would a regular Fire Emblem game. This game's a lot like that too. Like you have to move your character to specific positions. It's it's to, it's it's totally like an an undercover strategy game. And I just realized that <laughs> I was like, holy shit! They're just like See, s- was, sneaking it I in there on you. Have them walk up to me. I would just stand in place and burn the turn and make them walk into a space that I knew that I could hit them, and then just spam that over and over again. Sure. I mean, you can do that in Fire Emblem too, though. That's how I normally play is a uh, go up to where to as far as you can go without them coming and hitting you. And then you wait for them to come to you and then you come and fight them. Same thing in fire. Yeah. Emblem. And in some, in some things you have more characters, but it is, it is kind of pretty much like a, like a low key strategy game pretending to be a, a regular traditional JRPG. I do really, I do really want to uh, play through it because I did really enjoy what I played of it. Um, I don't think, I don't think the demo really gives you the good ones to play. I think everybody should just, they should have let you play the the um, the 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 like what is it uh the near, near future the near future one with the Titan that's like the anime one that was my favorite one 
where you where you get the robot, where you get to be the robot, and you're like the guy who has mental powers. Like that one was really cool. So you, you haven't right. gotten to where it all connects yet. No, I, I only played. I played through like half of them. I played through the ones, almost all of the ones that aren't on the demo. So I did like four of them. Yeah, I did four. When I was on the fifth one. But uh, but yeah, um, I, I did end up buying the soundtrack for eighteen bucks. So I bought that last week, which is cool. Like the new the new soundtrack with all of the re the remix stuff because I wanted to get the um the theme song for the robot guy. And you can only get that in the new one. So, but you can buy it on iTunes. So you could probably listen to it on Spotify if you have that. But it's pretty. Okay. It's pretty dope. Um, anything else you want to mention? Uh, uh, Pascal's Voyager released just a couple either last week or the, a couple weeks ago, and that one looks like it's kind of like uh, from soft type of game. I haven't dug too much into that one, but that's probably the one that I'll start next yeah. on Switch, anyways. I was gonna say, is that one on Switch? Yeah. Okay. It's got a lot of uh, like Dark Souls vibes. It's called Pascal's Wager, and it's already out. Yeah, Pascal. It's only twenty bucks. Okay. I, I thought I saw something. There's there's a YouTube thing that I watch called the Switch Up. I don't know if you ever watched that one. They're pretty. Yeah, they're, I have. They're pretty cool because they do reviews of like more quirky games that people other people don't cover. And I think I saw that game on there because they'll do like videos for each week, like whatever's coming out, and they'll do videos for whatever's on sale and. Most of the time they interview st- they uh most of the time they review stuff that other people don't review so cool yeah I'll, I'll have to take a look at that I mean I'm really not it's like The Witcher or something yeah I said it's more like a FromSoft game except it has an easy mode <laughs> there you go that's not like a NeverSoft game <laughs> well that doesn't Wait, mean you have to I mean FromSoft NeverSoft again <laughs> so you just want so many years of playing Tony Hawk I can't help it. You just you just want that to be it. All right. Well, if that's what you've been playing, why don't we uh, switch to Jeremy? Well, you're you continuing your time of no switch. I'm still on switch sabbatical, but that's your fault, Nintendo. No, actually, it's not. It's well, kind of. But yeah, I don't know. I'll buy a new controller. I'm gonna just buy an official pro controller and give that a go for a little bit. But well, um, um, I was uh, I could I could tell I could tell it to you now while we're recording. But I did send you my pro controller. So you should have it. Soon. Oh, you sent it. I sent. I, it I saw you asked for my address, and I was like, "Well, I think that's probably why." But I yeah. thought you were just joking, so I really wasn't. Oh, I, I just went. I just looked back and found it on the Slack, and I sent it yeah. to you. Yeah, uh, I, I was hoping. I was hoping that it would come today, but you should get it tomorrow. It's supposed to be there tomorrow by four at the latest. Wow. Okay. Well, then I have no excuse not to play. Yeah. Trey is the uh, the <laughs> boss of the podcast. It's like, you better fucking play Switch, man. I will you controller. Well, my <laughs> I, I told you before, like my I don't use my pro controller like at all. So it has yeah. no battery power in it whatsoever. So you're gonna have to charge it when it gets there because I because it's just been collecting dust. Like I don't think I've played it <laughs> for the past like three years. So hopefully it still works. Actually, it may be even longer than well, that. I'll be able to let you know. Because I, I don't think I've played it since I got the eight bit dough. So hopefully it still works. But yeah, I don't do I don't do anything with it. So I sent it to you. So you should get it. You well, should get it you. tomorrow. So then you can. Well, uh, I'll get it in time to play the new Mario Kart shit, and then hop back into Monster Hunter because that's really yeah, Monster Hunter is the one that hurts stuff. the most. That's what I've really been wanting to play, and uh, I'm so behind now. It's a good game. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of left that one too to play, uh, to play Xenoblade Chronicles two and and the Torna, Torna the Golden Country and Live Alive. And I really so. do want to play Live Laugh Love Alive. Like I do want to buy that. Yeah, um, it's a good game. I'm going to. 
but yeah, it was another week. Um, we had some friends over this week. I mean, it was just for like a day. I took a couple, I took a little bit of time off work this week, sort of a mini vacation and just kind of like hung out at home. We had, like I said, we had some friends over, did some like crazy deep house cleaning. Nobody cares about that on the podcast. That's what I did this week. <laughs> Unless you just found, some, just some stuff that I've been putting off for a while. Unless you found no, like I think it, living in your house or something like that. Uh, no, not so much. Uh, just a lot of annoyed cats that don't have all their weird boxes all over the place that I just kind of never threw away that they got to hide in. I just did like, yeah, I did a deep clean and um, had some friends over and stuff and we didn't play video games. We just kind of hung out. And Well, we watched, we watched Paddington too. I finally watched that full movie because we wanted to see the t- number one rated <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes movie. It's fine. It's got a lot of great reviews. In fact, the, the reviews made me watch Paddington one. And I like that one a lot too. I, I, didn't, I didn't watch number two yet, but it's, it's we like- got it. The, uh, we got it at the well. It's still called Dollar General, but everything's a dollar twenty-five now. But we got it there for because of inflation or whatever. But yeah, we got we bought it for a dollar twenty-five at the Dollar General. Like it's like half a mile from our house. Mm. We had our friends over that we went and saw the Nick Cage movie with, and that's kind of a running gag within that movie is the get Paddington Paddington Two. So it was kind of funny to watch Paddington Two as the next movie we watched together. One person fell asleep. One person left during the movie. Oh, so it was that. It was that. It was that gripping, eh? And Sean and I made it through to the end, and I can tell you, it's the best movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> wow! I don't believe, I actually. I don't believe that. I actually changed my religion to Paddington on Facebook. <laughs> used to be agnostic. Now it's Paddington. All you eat is marmalade sandwiches. No, I mean I never stopped believing that there's something out there. But anyway, no, for real though, like Paddington. Paddington 2, it's fine. I mean, I think a lot of my theory is that it just has a lot of really big names in it, especially in like British cinema or whatever. Right. So it's very much like I just feel like the UK just masturbated that one to the top. But it's not a bad movie. It's just <laughs> Was that on the poster. <laughs> it should be. I mean, Marmalade's sticky, but it's useful. Uh, but Paddington like reforms an entire prison with Marmalade. Never. <laughs> never never joke about the power of marmalade but yeah it was fine whatever i paid we paid a dollar 25 for it i think it was worth it <laughs> and we're gonna give the i think we're gonna give the dvd away to uh some kids in our lives our uh shada's niece and nephew so it'll become a gift too it'll be <laughs> one of the most dollar 25s we ever spent they'll be like what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah they'll be like what what's well a, i watched what's, um, what's a dvd <laughs> like nobody uses those anymore <laughs> Her nephew, I watched a B movie with. I'd never seen the B movie before, but he wanted to watch that. So I feel like Paddington Two is like a huge step up from B movie. If he likes B movie, then he's gonna like Paddington even more. I would hope. Mm. I mean, it doesn't have the wit and observational humor of B movie, but still, B movie sucks. Uh, I played a lot of Elden Ring this week, and actually, that's pretty much all I played. So yeah. When I could play video games, I think I probably put a solid 20 hours into it. And I've just been kind of, I wouldn't say I've been speed running it, but I know where to go now. So I've just been having a lot more fun with it this time around and still feeling guilty. I haven't finished it on PC, but it's kind of fun to go back to the beginning of the game and know what to do and what side quests to do. And having listened to, you know, bonfire side chat, they've given me a lot more lore and stuff to kind of like chase down. So on one hand, I'm playing it quicker, but on the other, I'm playing it more purposefully. So I've just been unlocking the whole map as much as I can, kind of like I did at the beginning of Breath of the Wild. And I beat, um, what did I say? I beat Margit. I beat Godric. 
I beat all the Weeping Peninsula this week. So like I'm flying through it compared to my first playthrough and having a great time. Like I know where to go to like farm and stuff now, you know, things, things are different this time. You think the PS4 version is just taking over for you? Are you going to beat it on the PS4 or? I don't know because yeah, it's hard to say. Hopefully you beat it. I've had no, I've had no performance issues on PS4. I've offered to help. I know you have, but I, I don't know. I'm a prideful person. I shouldn't be, but I am. One thing I did notice playing it on the PS4 is that I can see stuff better. Like I can actually like look at a whole Vista. It's not on my little laptop screen and, or even on my 20 something inch monitor upstairs. Like it's no, it's so much different playing it on a big TV and a 65 inch HD TV makes this game a lot more fun. So how fast does a death reload? Uh, it probably still takes, I'd say 30 seconds, you know, it's not fast, but I haven't had any issues with slowdown, which is a thing that's always happening in the PC. Um, I haven't had any issues with like, I don't know. It's, it just, it's optimized, you know, so it runs really well. And I've heard people complain about it, but I've not run into anything with any sort of slowdown or um, I've seen some pop in, but usually that's just the first time I go somewhere that I don't, that won't be there anymore. So I don't know. I'm having a good experience with them. Yeah, I do kind of wish I would just would have bought it there in the first place because the thought of going back to the fire giant is still intimidating, but I think I could do it. I think I still could beat him and then just finish it on PC. But I really also like understanding the mechanics. Now I'm actually building a character. I like a lot more than the first time around, by the way, her name's stove Ellen. <laughs> so now we've got Joe Ellen Grover Ellen Stove Ellen. And I can't remember the fourth one was, but yeah, all the different Souls games I'm playing, like they're all, I just want them to all be related in some way. Since, uh, uh, I mean, you know, you, you played Elden Ring and then you got stuck on the Fire Giant and all that. And then you went and played all these other From games. Why don't you, you should just go back to your first Elden Ring and just play that Fire Giant or whatever and see if I all know these I other, should. see if these other From games have helped you to where now you well, can just make it through the Giant. Now that you've it's, had some time. I tried it. I've tried it this week. Yeah. It's just not working for me. Mm. Um, but like I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm leveling up a lot more intelligently and I just understand mechanics a lot better. So I'm having a lot more fun with it. I guess I do miss not exploring the world and like being surprised by stuff. So that's a little different, but yeah, I know you offered to help Dave and I, and I do really appreciate that. I just, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. Something inside of me just wants to beat it by myself. And even if I don't beat Elden Ring, I'm like doing pretty good in Bloodborne. Like I'm into the, um, I'm doing the Chalice Dungeons, which is pretty far into it. So I might be able to beat Bloodborne before I beat Elden Ring. I, I paused in the middle of Elden Ring and went and did uh, Dark Souls and then came back and beat that fire giant that you're talking about. So I do think that you can learn from some of the other ones that you've done. And I have mad respect for you wanting to do it yourself. I was yeah. just trying to get over the home. I just didn't I didn't know what I made that little goal at the beginning of the year that I was just gonna get totally sucked into never so, sorry from soft games this year. <laughs> and it's just basically all I've played. I mean, for the most it's part. It's a drinking game at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like um you know, it's like when you hear a band and you're like, Oh, this band's cool, and then you find out they've got like twenty years worth of albums, and you're like, Yes. <laughs> so much to learn, so much to do. That's kind of like the experience I've gotten to have with uh, FromSoft games. So like, I don't, I think that's fun, but 
I don't know. I don't care about Souls two and three. That's those will be the last ones I get to, for sure. It's it's like it's like Dragon Quest where you play like one game that you like and you realize there's a whole bunch of them, mm-hmm. and and that they're like then that they are like the kings of RPGs or the you know the originators of RPGs on consoles and all that stuff. That was fun when I just when I just jumped into that one time where I just started with Dragon Quest one and then just kept going. That went from like well, I went through like one through five and then I did seven and eight. And I never beat six or nine, but I beat eleven also. But yeah, it's cool when you get into one thing and there's all this other shit that you can go back and do. Especially something like that where a lot of them are still pretty playable, I guess, to go back to, you know. Well, the other cool thing was that they like going back to the games are cheap. Like I got I think I got Bloodborne for like twelve bucks, you know, it was on sale, and I got um Dark Souls for like twenty when it was on sale. And uh paid full price for Elden Ring, but still. It's never on sale. Yeah, it's still it's too it's too early and well it's too new and too, too popular. popular. It's very popular still, even though it's been out for six months now almost. Even um, though I mean they do I mean they do put like you know, like they like Sunbreak is on sale already and Monster Hunter's not having a hard time selling Monster Hunter. They just like to put their stuff on sale. You know, it's already it hasn't it it's been out for like a month and they already put well, it's it on also sale, a, so, you know it's DLC so they know their install base, therefore they know they haven't sold enough sunbreaks yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, with, uh, I mean, they sold like three. They sold like, yeah, they sold like three million. I don't know. I, it was like a. I guess like the rise that came with Sunbreak was on sale, like that, like that type of thing. You had to get the whole thing. Like I don't think the DLC in itself was gotcha. on sale, but whatever. Did you get Rise free with Sunbreak? No, it'd be like they'd be selling it as a package on sale with Rise plus Sunbreak. Yeah, so but, it, maybe, but it could be like forty or fifty. But yeah, it could be like you're getting it for sixty or something with a with a forty dollar DLC on there. I mean, that's not a bad deal since it's normally would would be a hundred dollars without the sale. So I mean, jump straight to Rise, can you? You you can't you can't jump straight to Sunbreak. You have to beat you have to beat Rise. Before, sorry, I said it. Yeah, before you do it. So we knew you meant. You still gotta you still gotta get all the way to Narwa and all that, but not the second Narwa, just the first one. But is that uh is that good for you then? Yeah, that's a. Well, for me, I just have a little bit. Um, I didn't play Switch at all this week. I've been really busy. Um, but I did have some retail experiences. So I was at, uh, at in Los Angeles. Uh, I was at LAX. And uh, I noticed there were some some unusual things that were selling at the airport. And they were selling arcade minis. like Not, not like an arcade one-up, but like little desktop arcade machines. Probably about compare more comparable to those um um those ones from new wave toys but not 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 as nice they were like 40 dollars or so desktop arcade machines there was street fighter there was sort of pac-man and a couple others and i just couldn't help but thinking why at the airport like who's gonna like lay their tray table down and put a little arcade machine on the tray table and play an arcade machine and then on the plane I don't, I don't know why but uh i accept it it's cool and uh, some of those were actually pretty, pretty good quality. Like the Street Fighter one looked really cool. And actually saw it again today when I went to, to Target. Uh, and there's a couple other interesting things at Target that I saw. Does uh, since uh, these arcades were being sold at like LAX, are they small enough to fit on your uh, on your tote on your like uh, tables that you can fold down from the back of the in, while yeah. you're in the plane? 
Yeah, they would be. And you can just like about about that size. Play them on there. That's pretty like why else it. would they sell? Yeah, them but like there? who who would who would do that? Like I don't I don't know why they were there at the airport. The store was like I don't know, man. LA is a weird place. Like there's a lot of people running around with money. They don't they don't know what to do with. So maybe they want to buy a an a mini arcade for their two hour flight or some dumb shit like that. Right. They had like a little. It was like a sharper image or something. Just weird little electronics, and they had one of those there at the airport for some reason. Hopefully the things work there, unlike Sharper Image, which just sold <laughs> very expensive broken things. I don't know how many of you uh, had experience with the Sharper Image, but about everything that came from there was garbage. I mean, it, it, I don't think it, I ever bought anything from there. It's so expensive. It was like the same. It, it, it's kind of like Walmart, except expensive. You know, where it works for like a week before it breaks. Mm-hmm. You know, same same sort of quality. I had a my one of my roommates at, at Columbia had like had this like CD player that was like vertical that went on the wall and it would play the CDs to the side. And you know, it's like, like most sharper image things. It looked cool, but it worked like shit. Like nothing worked well on it because playing CDs vertical like that made it to where it would skip all the time. So nothing would really play well off of it, but it looked cool on the wall, you know, but using it, don't use it. Just be like, Hey, I bought this dumb thing that doesn't work. That was my experience with any of the sharper image stuff. I also went to Target today, and there they had, um, uh, it's like, you know, the advertising material for Nintendo and like, like stand-ups and that kind of thing. They had this uh, Mario on a flagpole. This is something that a lot of people have, have seen around and made the rounds on social media because it's a cool-looking, you know, quality thing for, for, like, these store displays, which are typically throwaways, right? Um, it's a Mario on a flagpole going, you know, Yahoo or whatever. And uh, it's very attractive. It's it's very much a thing that you'd want to like ask the store employee, like, hey, you know, when when uh, whenever that comes down, you know, do you set it aside for me for free? Well, Nintendo seems to know this because I I noticed on the flagpole they put a little tag at the bottom. Here, I'll pull it up here. See, there's the flag, Mario on the flagpole, and then the close up here it says property of Nintendo. Do not m- remove without written permission from Target headquarters. I thought mm-hmm. that was funny. They had to specify. They knew Nintendo fans, and they had to put this little warning on there, like, don't try and take this. It's ours, and we will sue you. Maybe somebody wanted to buy it or something, or would try to buy it. Right. Like, they probably it. get tons of offers, yeah. So, that kind of reminds me of uh, like movie posters, like having worked at the movie theater and stuff like People oh, yeah, would yeah. take them and keep them, but they all of them like there was this sort of like warning of like this is still property of the studio or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. It. Same as when I when I worked at the theater. Yeah. We'd have the same thing. People would come ask for it, or they'd take the posters, and usually I'd end up with a bunch of them. Uh, the other thing that I saw at Target was something interesting that I I'd, I'd never heard of before, but apparently, Power A makes a one hundred dollar Pro controller for the Switch called the Fusion. And yeah, this struck, heard strikes me, never heard of it until I just saw it at the store. And what's what's the name of that Xbox controller? Xbox has a super elite controller that's like a hundred dollars or something like that. Uh, it's, I think it's like one fifty. It's expensive. Fifty, yeah. I, it's, this strikes me as like they're trying to have that for the Switch. So it's the power, the the fusion by power. And then I don't really know like what's what makes it a hundred dollars. But I took a picture of the back of the box. So it says it has extra tall thumbsticks, magnetic removable faceplates, anti-friction rings around the 
around the uh, um, the spot with the the joystick, uh, a USB C charging port, analog thumbsticks, injected rubber grips, an audio jack, and a soft touch finish. So the audio jack's pretty huge. They, yeah, that's a cool thing. It's it says that you can buy it on Amazon for sixty six dollars. Really? Yeah, you can get it for cheaper. I don't know. Maybe this would be something to look into if uh, Jeremy has to buy a hundred dollar controller here. in hopes that it actually won't break. That's something Yikes. for Jeremy to have, right? So it'll finally not break. No. I mean, if does <laughs> if it's not include if it doesn't have like a game that comes with it, or you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't like you know, like 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 touch you in places you want to be touched while you're playing, or something like that, then it's not worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> Needs to do a lot You're more. You're not playing with the controller in your lap, are you? You, you, you uh, no, and it should have like little hands that ride that just come out and just like just touch you in, in spots. <laughs> get you, get you, get you going. I mean, it's if it's if it's a hundred dollars, I expect it to do more than just control your character on the game. That's all I'm saying. Well, I didn't hear him list Rumble, so it, it doesn't. doesn't. I think it? it's a status symbol, a pro A or power A status symbol is all it is. Yeah, all the rich people that shop at Target. It's. I think it has some extra buttons on the bottom. It has little triggers. It has like four triggers on the bottom of the controller. So maybe that's part of it. I want them to talk to me about this D-pad. What's the quality? Yeah. They don't mention anything about the D-pad. I noticed. It's like, uh, we're just not gonna say anything about that D-pad. I mean, it looks it looks better than the than the Pro Controller one, I guess. Well, I'd be interested if and when I ever want to buy another controller. Yeah, you know, I love my my uh, A-bit though, but I'm just. I'm just I'm disappointed in that stick breaking, and the you know that little piece coming off the, the the round part of the top of the stick. So that that would make me consider getting one of these or looking into the reviews for these. Yeah, I don't know. My my pro controller still works. I'm, I'm the lucky one here, I guess. But the other thing is that I got some stuff at Target and at Meyer. Here, take me just a second to grab it. I got some video game T-shirts. So here they are. I got Pac-Man one. Nice. It's cool design. That one's pretty it's cool. Pac-Man in a bunch of different colors. The 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 logo looks very eighties. I like it. Very eighties. Yep. And then Mortal Kombat. I have a Mortal Kombat shirt. I mean, I didn't get it at Target, yeah. but I got it at a thrift store. It looks it looks similar to that. Nice. Tar- Target Mortal has Kombat some de- has some decent shirts. I bought some shirts from there. I think this shirt that I'm wearing right now, this Venom shirt, came from Target. So. That's cool. There you go. And I have another Venom shirt I got, Target. Street Fighter. You know that? Yeah. Got Street Fighter. And this Mario Kart shirt. Nice. Go. Mario Kart since 92. And it's got 1892. the... 1892. 1892. Yeah. Mario Kart was invented seven years. <laughs> or, what, three years after after Nintendo. Yep. They're like, cool, we got cards down. Let's get to Mario Kart now. Yeah, this Mario Kart card game. I thought about... I, I, I looked at, like, some Street Fighter shirts at one point. Because I had some... Some sort of coupon, probably for that from that shirt company where I bought that Hitman Three shirt for you. You know, they send you like percentage off, and I was looking at Street Fighter stuff there because I had one Street Fighter. I had a Street Fighter Alpha shirt that I wore in high school that I had, and that's the only Street Fighter shirt I've ever had for all the mil- many times I bought the game. I only had one T-shirt of that, so but I didn't buy it. Whatever I found, it was like I looked at it and I just forgot about it. Then didn't, didn't get it, but cool. All right, well, let's take a break and let's come back and talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and Nopons.
Hey, hey you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! back from the break and uh let's talk about xenoblade chronicles 3 it's been a long time since we've gotten into it and uh you know david i want you to have uh, one have you on here because you're probably the one who's the most knowledgeable about it that i know that would come on the show so and and you've taught you you know you told me so many times before about like the connections between xenoblade chronicles 1 and 2 and all that and i finally beat 2 so i kind of saw it but it's also incredibly confusing because the (laughs) because <laughs> the stories on these are very confusing. So uh, am I right in... Uh, so this is the idea that I have of it. You can tell me whether I'm, I'm correct or not. So like, so Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2, they kind of take place... Aren't they like parallel to each other in the timeline? Yeah, like they almost, happen at the same time. Yeah, they happen at the same time. And there's one character... There's like the, the architect exists in like both areas, right? Because he created the conduit that like is a doorway to all the different, the different uh, dimensions the multiverse or whatever. And the events of uh, Xenoblade 1 and 2 are at the same time, right? Is that what's going on there? Yeah, they run run parallel, except for technically Torna would be first. Yeah, because, well, Torna... I beat Torna. I actually really like Torna. And I still kind of like Torna a little bit better than Xenoblade 3, just for for a couple things, which I'll I'll talk about on here. And and, and when does Future Perfect take place? Is that like... That's like the farthest forward, right? Before... Or future, or future connected, not future perfect. Yeah, if you're assuming that one and two run parallel, then yeah, that one runs after one and two technically. Yeah. What is? I mean, what are your thoughts on the series? Like now that you've you've completed Xenoblade Chronicles three all the way through. I mean, what is your favorite? I guess it, I guess it, you know you can't say the right answer, which is Xenoblade Chronicles X because you haven't played it yet. But 
Which of the other ones are your favorite? <laughs> or do you think well, it's the I best? Start, I started with two, then I played one, then I played the Future Connected, and then I played Torna. Oh, okay. I think that was the order. So I ended with the same one that you did. Okay. I'm assuming that you played all the way through. You did all of Future Connected, right? Yeah, I, I beat all of. Yeah. I've beat all of them except for X. It's the only one I have beat. The the Wii U one. Did Did you ever play? Did you ever fuck around with like Xenosaga on PlayStation Two or anything like that? Did you ever play those or Xeno Gears or anything like that? No, unfortunately. Mm. Okay, I said it's, it sounds really weird, but my first RPG was uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen, the first one Ooh. that I ever played. Ouch! Yeah, that's a bad one to start <laughs> with. <laughs> Your first one was the hallway. <laughs> yeah yeah i know I, I never i mean it, I, it is I, what yeah. it is but it's heard something so i never played final fantasy 13 so i can't really say anything i guess but it looked bad <laughs> just i didn't want to <laughs> and i didn't want to play 13 2 or whatever lightning's up to 13 13 3 whatever one whatever Here's that's all called you would you would dig the music that's what i'll say sure i mean uh, yeah music's like <laughs> normally pretty good on final fantasy games so but I mean, I yeah. have I haven't loved the Final Fantasy game since Final Fantasy VI, like as far as order goes. So I like four, five, and six, and that's like it. I couldn't yeah, even get in, okay. I couldn't even get into nine. Don't forget Mystic Quest. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! I played that one. I don't necessarily love it, but I played it and I beat it. So there you go. So when it comes to, when it comes to Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, the architect, like you said, when he did what he did, you know, up the top of the tower, starting all that. Uh, he split himself between the two worlds. And you notice that in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the architect's voice is uh, the the gentleman from the first one. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so I guess we have to say this, and I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned it before. Yeah, I, feel like, yeah. I, I feel like I'm the only person who plays Xenoblade Chronicles in Japanese. Like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't do the British voices. I play it all in Japanese. So I don't really... I mean, most of the voices sound like all the voices I've heard on many other Japanese games. Like one of the guys totally sounded like Kiryu from uh, Yakuza at one point. But yeah, no, I, I played in Japanese because the game's Japanese. It's a Japanese game. And I've always preferred that. So I don't know about all the Paro the Monado or whatever, like all the stuff that they say. It's actually less annoying if they're constantly talking and saying stuff in Japanese and you don't know what they're saying. I find that less annoying than actually, you know, them just saying the same thing over and over again, because I don't know. I, I don't know all of it, you know? So yeah, I've always kind of gone for that, especially I think actually I heard this one's better, right? Like Xenoblade Chronicles three, uh, the, the, like the mouth, um, the lip syncing is better, right? For the English version. Whereas like all the other ones I think have only been synced to Japanese. And if you do all the other ones, it kind of is a little bit off. Like it looks kind of like a, like a Godzilla movie. Am I correct in that? It seemed to match up. Okay. In my opinion. I mean, like I said, I, I mainly play in the English that way if I have to look away for something or mm. whatever that, I mean, I'm not playing while I'm driving or anything like that, obviously, but <laughs> well, I mean, you don't I have to yeah. set it down or something. Sure. I, I only read it when, a, you know, when it is the cut scenes and stuff, you know, but I mean, yeah. you, you don't need to know what, because you don't know what they're saying during the battles, you know, I, I don't like they're just yelling about shit or whatever. But I find it lot. They say my, a lot of the same things over and over again. That's, yes. That's what I'm saying. And then, yeah. That, that's why I find it less annoying when I don't know what they're saying, when it's in a different language. It doesn't seem as annoying as if it was in, in, in English. But I mean, I know a lot of people like the British voices and all that. But so this is what I this is the impression that I got and that I kind of heard of about Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Is it correct that uh, it's kind of a continuation of one where like the battle between the Kevis and the Agnes is like pretty much an extension of like of the Bionis and the Makanis, right? Am I am on the right? 
ang- angle in that way. I mean, you beat the whole thing, so you know. But that's kind of like what I... And even the art style of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 looks much more like 1 than 2. You know, it seems like they kind of... You know, 2 was the offshoot, like, super anime, you know, very very horny designs for a lot of the characters and all that. And I felt like 3 kind of wanted to maybe go back to a little bit of the more re- realistic-looking stuff of Xenoblade Chronicles 1. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would also say, like, I... I watched some videos as well as anybody else has to try to have some of this explained on a higher level than even I and, and you playing through it. It's like, I'm trying to grasp at this. I'm trying to connect all of the story and everything like that. And then you watch the videos and everything. And yesterday I was ready to like go, Oh, Hey, um, here's this theory. Here's that theory and stuff like that. And then I got to where I got to in the story. And then I finished the story today and I'm like, I don't know how well I could really discuss any of those theories (laughs) and not necessarily give anything away now, but uh, it definitely is connected to one and two Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. I figured aside from like the controls and all that, I mean, it's like, I mean, you beat, like I said, you beat the whole game. Like, what do you think? What do you think of Xenoblade three? Like, like, uh, do you think it's better than one and two? Like, was it worth, like, did you enjoy your whole time with it and all that? I basically lived with it in my hand for ever since it, <laughs> it finished. I checked the time on it. It was 45 hours and two minutes Damn. to finish it. Damn. That's like, that's like a third of what some people are saying that it takes to get through, you know, like less than that. I've heard people saying 150. You really might want to give a speed running a try sometime. No, seriously. <laughs> like you, yeah. Cause didn't you get through like Xenoblade Chronicles one in like 30 hours or something like that? Like you had a crazy time on that too, on the definitive edition. Yeah. That one was, that one was around 30 hours, but, uh, and I think two was like 35 or something like that. That's I know Torn is really cool anyways, but, um, I yeah. wasn't skipping any of the cutscenes or anything like that either. And I was kind of the day one, I was doing what you did. I was so interested in everything everywhere that I was collecting every little bit that you could run over on the ground. Yeah. I was talking to every <laughs> single person you could talk to. I was picking up every single quest. And then I'm like, you're asking me to be on the show. And I'm like, wow, I'd really like to finish this. That way I, I definitely know. I, I and like yeah. the only way I'm going to be able to do that is if I actually like, buckle down and start working on this and then i'm realizing that there's only seven chapters and that sounds like the game should be short and everybody's talking about 100 150 hours or whatever mm-hmm. to finish this going, that's crazy that's got to be like 100 percent completion or something like that but i i really like the control system that they did for the battle is is severely upgraded just to be able to i mean have you held down any of the top triggers like the one on the right when you have the left, the left, and well, the directional pad and the A, B, and the X and Y. If you have both of them lit up on both sides, the and fusion? you hold down the, you can activate a higher attack. Yeah, the fusion move. That. Yeah, those are cool. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm so so. I'm about I'm about ten hours into it. So, uh, I'm. You can kind of imagine where I'm at. I just got to the point to where you can make gems at the campsites. I mean, that's probably okay. pretty pretty early still. I just got to the point where they there's a little cutscene where they all go swimming together in the you know in the water in like the oasis and all that and then and then one of the okay. no, the no ponds are our favorite little furry creatures that are <laughs> that have <laughs> that have graced us for so long in these Xenoblade Chronicles games. I don't know they they kind of grew on me. I, I like Tora in in the in Xenoblade Chronicles too. I I used him like through the whole fucking game. 
Like he was in my party like all the way to the end. So I mean, I like Tora and Poppy and all that shit. So I mean, I was fine with that. I used the fucking no no pawn from Xenoblade Chronicles one too. So I mean, so did you unlock any of the heroes as far as you've gotten? No, like any of the the ones that are guests. The only I just have the two no pawns that are the guests with me, and then I have the six people. And I, I, and I, you know, I, I think I just like just unlocked the chain attack, chain attack finish thing. I, I, I just got that, and I just got to where you can get the gems now. So I made some gems at the campsite. A lot of it, I mean, when I was playing, uh, I mentioned it before on the show, but when I was playing Torna, a lot of it's similar to Torna. You know, like Torna, you can go to the campsite, you can make, you know, you can make the food, you can, uh, you can like uh, level up, you can save, and all that. You could do the same thing on this, except for the food, like does. It's kind of a little bit more like Final Fantasy 15 where you like eat something and it'll give you like stat boosts or like a bonus experience or whatever. You could do that in Final Fantasy 15 too. Kind of kind of reminds me of that. And also like the you know like the fighting is similar like the way you know the way the the attacks are set up on the on the um, on the face pad on the right and all that's the same. One thing I really missed from Torna and this is I liked in Torna like how you could switch between guys and that like was an extra move. So like you could like you could like break and then you could switch to your other guy and that person would come in and topple the guy. So when I found out that you could, that you had all these, that you could change all through all your six characters, I was hoping you could do that. Like, does that happen later or anything where you can where you can like break a guy and then you switch to the other one. And when they come in, they topple them and then you switch to another one and they'll come in and they'll throw them up or whatever. They don't do that. Like they do in, in Torna, right? Okay. So a <laughs> uh, peek, peek behind a peek behind the curtain here. Okay. <laughs> What you do, what you do is you set up your moves. Will list if they have break, topple, and something like that. After. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, but I mean, but but do they? But will they? But will they do moves like when they come in? You know, like when you switch them and they'll come in and do like that's what Torna would do. That I thought was really cool. Like it's not an actual move that you do, like that you push on a button. You just switch between the characters, and when they come in, they'll do like a topple move or or a or like a daze move or whatever. No, if you switch you being in control of them, you would have to actively press the button. But with the the trick is making sure that they have the next step. Yeah, having it available. Part, yeah. part of their choice that yeah. they could actually do. And as long as you're the one initiating the break, they'll follow right a line. Yeah. Lickety split. No, I actually noticed I, that. I just I just missed the combo-ness of it. It had this cool kind of like action RPG-ness to it in, in Torna where you could like you know, kind of tag team your character, and then your character comes in and does a move when you tag him out and all that. And I thought that would be really neat if you could just do that down the line with all with like all four or five of the characters that you need to go through all those different things. And it'd be kind of like a tag team combo thing. And I thought that'd be neat, but I guess you can't do that yet. Maybe next, maybe next time. But Perhaps. I, but I do, I do like that. You, I, I love that you control all the characters. I love that you can change all your classes and all that. And I and I've heard that like towards down towards the line, you get you get to unlock like newer classes that you have to like have certain ones mastered to get to the next one, right? Kind of like a Dragon Quest Seven type thing, or no? The way they do the hero thing is is um, when you finish a hero quest, there's a particular character that will like resonate with that hero as like they're the one that would be able to learn that class the fastest. And once they learn that class, it's easier to share be amongst the other characters. Like, say, Noah met person A, and he's good with them. You get him up to level 10 on that. Then you'd be able to share it with any of the other ones a lot easier. But they, the other ones wouldn't be able to touch that class until he's basically gotten it to the 10th level. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, because I like that stuff. Like, uh, what was it? The Dragon uh, Dragon Quest Seven on 3DS, which was a PlayStation 1 game, had like crazy class different things you can do. And if you just, you know, as you go through it, you get to the point where you can basically become a god in the, in the very end. And like, I got all my guys to the god class, pretty much, the whatever they call it, the god class, and learned like the craziest attack move and then went through and destroyed the boss and all that, you know, and then you can go and kill God after that, like any good Japanese RPG. But, um, but I was, yeah, I was wondering if there was stuff like that. Cause I, I really enjoy that type of thing. It definitely shows me that the original classes that they have are definitely just bottom tier starter classes, even though yeah. those will reach a point in the story where those will go be able to go up from 10 to 20. You'll never really go back to those just because the other ones have much better moves yeah. for them. Yeah, and, and and I I think it's kind of cool. I mean, it can be kind of annoying too. Like if when you buy it, you want to jump right into it, but they really they really like uh, extend the, tu- the tutorial a lot. Like you'll only learn so much for the first few hours, and they'll tell you another thing, and then you do that for a couple hours, and then they tell you another thing, and you do that for a couple hours. The, I, I feel like they kind of like spread it out to try to like do the opposite of what they would do in like Monster Hunter, where they just throw everything at you at the very beginning. And you just don't know what to do, and you just skip through all of it, and then have to learn it later on a YouTube video or something. Anytime it falls under that category of you don't want to put this down and come back to it a month from now, yeah, and try and remember what everything is and how to do it. But I, I like that they kind of spread out the tutorial, you know, so it's not like just throwing everything to you up front. It's just kind of little pieces of it as you go to try to help to explain to you the incredible incredibly complex like battle system and all that which they, they really i felt like they did that really well in this well, they one. continue that going forward when you reach another hero or something like that they will uh explain some things that that particular hero can do to assist you mm-hmm. um i'm trying they'll like explain their particular move set in a very short like, like one page or maybe two page tutorial that the benefit that that one will be giving to you i'm trying to <laughs> keep everything very surface layer there Sure. Uh, I, I I'll admit that uh, when you were talking about the Xenoblade One, I, when that first released, there was a patch that came out later on that prevented you from being able to go to a certain area. And I didn't. Uh, when I played it, you were able to go to that area, and it was basically you know how you walk into an area and you'll get uh, XP for reaching a, a new place that you haven't visited yet. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things from these games. I like that. Yeah. Well, this, it like, it took you to end game areas, which were giving you crazy amounts of XP just because you weren't intended to be there yet. Oh yeah. So when I, when I was going through the original Xenoblade, I went into this area and then all of a sudden my character is level 40 or 50 already. So I'm just basically walking around smacking the tech crap out of anything. So this one, uh, I did notice that if you wanted to, the, I love the guide system. I just turned it on today because there was some stuff towards the end where they're having you uh, go get the MacGuffin mm-hmm. so that you can progress the story. And for some reason, when I was looking on the map, it wasn't showing me the markers for where it was at. So for the first time ever, I actually like held down the trigger button to actually enable the, there's a, a line that'll show yeah. up that'll just basically guide you straight to where you need to go. I keep it on all the time, past. actually. I, I keep mine on <laughs> constantly. I think it's cool. Like, I like it. Yeah, it's, there's a little line on the ground that just sort of like tells you where to go. And it'll, it'll help you get away from the problem that was in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 where like you'll go to where it tells you to go on the map, but it'll be like three floors above you and you don't know how to get there. And that was like, 
if you remember before they patched it and all that, that was really, really bad. Like they would not tell you whether it was above or below you or like where you needed to go with this place. You would just be there and you'd be like, what the fuck? And you can't look up. And later they put like arrows up and down on that as to where you had to go. But I like how this one will actually show you the pathway to get there. So you don't run into that problem where you, you get to it and it's like, oh, it's way up there. How the fuck do I get there? I don't know. Let's walk around this cliff here until we find out where it comes down and then find where it comes down farther. And now it's like five hours and you've been trying to find like how to get up to this fucking cliff that you have to get to. Like it, it makes it like so much less uh, annoying. And, and I appreciate that about it. That said, uh, the line will kind of take you on an indirect path. And I would always set my character as the tank because they would have like a crazy amount of life so that if they accidentally fell down something, they didn't just immediately die. And then you're respawning the landmark that you were at. And that's like, Um, that's like lands, right? Like starts as the tank, like the guy that you were quoting earlier, lands, isn't that his name or Lance? However you say that. Lance and Senna both usually have the highest health. I I love, he definitely, she does. I I love like Lance, like when you start like the, the class that he starts with, it's basically like a sword. It's like a sword that's also a shield, but also a gun. Like it's it's like so oh, yeah. it's so ridiculous. Like I'm like, wow, this is great. It's like a giant. It's like this giant like wide ass sword, but you can also like stab it into the ground, and it makes a sh- and it makes a shield for you. But it also has a gun on the top that you can shoot stuff with. It's like I want to play a game that's just that. That's like an action game where you have this fucking sword shield gun thing, and that's the whole premise of it. Like I, I was like that that should be its own thing. It was pretty fun. I don't know. I was really, I was really enjoying the story a lot. Like from when I played of it for like two hours or for ten hours, um, it's like got, it's like got all these things that I love in there. It's got like, uh, it's like there's a little bit of like Blade Runner and like The Last Jedi and like Terminator and like Steven Universe almost a little bit as well with like the Ouroboros stuff and like Logan's Run, like with the with the characters only having like ten years to live, you know. So you got the blinking hand gem and all that shit, like from from Logan's Run and. And, uh, and I was thinking about like, you know, like the, and like Romeo and Juliet as well, you know, where you got like these two like warring sides that like are constantly fighting, but you have to, you know, you end up having to become, it's cool because it's like (laughs) these two different sides can come together and make this Ouroboros thing that you're not allowed to do, but they're always fighting each other. I don't know. I found that whole premise like incredibly intriguing to me. And I, and I've really been enjoying that and all the characters to play through it and also um i was going to ask you, you didn't uh, play through the witcher 3, right? what the witcher, 3, the witcher 3 how it made side quests more important instead of just go run and grab this thing the side quests were kind of mini stories on their own this one's a lot more like that yeah. where all the side for the most i mean like i i just said something about towards the end that there's you got to go get this thing to be able to do the thing which is every video game okay but i mean at least the story is there there's their story for all of it for the most part mm-hmm. and even some of the some of the traversal it'll, you'll have to reach some story points to be able to do some of the things you may have already noticed around yeah it, it has that point like kind of like what was it metroid prime did that where like the game was great and then all of a sudden it's like oh you got to go and find these keys to get to the final thing and like really interrupted the flow of the game metroid prime 2 did that too and it was really annoying but no, I I did play. I played enough of Witcher. Like I mean, Witcher's kind of one of those games that I gave up on because I realized I really don't like it that much. But uh, the but the side quests were cool. There were some parts I thought was cool. I guess I just couldn't get into the character or the stories or anything. I just didn't care about the world. Oh no! I, think, that's I just meant that it it actually the yeah. side quest isn't 
go get me five of this thing and yeah, come yeah, back to yeah. me. No, no, I, I get that. Yeah, they're like they're their own like parts of the story, and I heard they were doing that with this too, which is good because so many of these Xenoblades like have so many extra side quests and stuff on there that are just kind of like I like doing them just because I like doing like you know like kind of like dumb I'd like kind of do it like doing the dumb busy work and I'll just throw a podcast on and just run around and kill guys or whatever and helps me decompress I guess that's what I liked from the other ones that's what's great about this is because when you finish it they release you to still be able to do every quest that you ever could have done oh okay so it's not like I've got to start a new game plus to be able to go around and do this stuff. It's just I can now go. It basically rewinds a little bit before the end so that you can still go do everything that you wanted to do beforehand. Oh, that's cool. So you can so you can go back and do all that extra shit if you want to keep playing the game, even though Correct. I already beat it. You're yeah. going gonna to say something, Jeremy? Oh, yeah, it was far enough ago. All I was going to say was like, I really liked what I played of Witcher 3. I just think I need to play it on better hardware. Sorry, Switch. <laughs> well, I mean, you you can since you're not playing the Switch anymore. I was I was going to ask you about uh about uh Van Dam or no, what's his name? Yeah, he's Van Dam, right? It's <laughs> the guy, the guy that's the same guy in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles too. The guy who pretty much pushes the plot of this game with this with the with the X on his face. They even look exactly similar. I was thinking the same thing. They're the same fucking character. Like I I, I was like, is this is is Van Dam like the new? Is he basically the new like Sid plus Kenny of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles? Like he's in every game, but he dies when he shows up because he died in two, and then he dies again in three, and he should just die in everything. I said we were gonna split it, we we're gonna spoil two, and he and he he dies like in the first few hours of three. So whatever. I mean they they they, they they've showed him dying. They showed him dying in the rev- in the IGN review of Xenoblade Chronicles three. So blame them. They did that. But uh, <laughs> but 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 I was like. Is this supposed to be the same guy from two? Because he looks exactly the same. I didn't get a chance to look it up, but I was going to look up and see if the spelling was different because this is like V A N D H A M, and I could have sworn that the the two had it basically like Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, I thought they I thought they I, were the same, but I don't know because I, I look, they, look, they look incredibly similar. They're almost carbon copies of each other, like the character model. Like you said, the X on the forehead and everything. Yeah, he looks exactly the same. I think they have different like first names or something like that, but they have the same last name, I guess. But they're even they're based on a character called Vandercam from Zeno from Xenosaga even. So it goes even farther back, I guess. But yeah, that guy that guy's like totally the plot pusher. He's like, I'm just gonna show up and make it so you ha- so you have to fight fight by each other and you know, get this get this show on the road here. But yeah, it has all these it has all these little pieces of all these different science fiction stuff that I like and uh I like it a lot because of that. I like like the forbidden relationship and the and like the you know the the two the two sides fighting against each other and and like the fact that like oh it almost kind of has a for the last Jedi thing it kind of reminds me of like the great Jedi stuff where it's like you know instead of going one way or another let's go like in between and try to defeat everything and that's kind of where I felt like they were sort of going with the story at the beginning there which you know. You know, you know more than I do, and I don't. I don't want. I don't want you to to uh, to ruin it or to uh, spoil it. But I really like what I've seen so far in the game. And uh, I was gonna say, don't don't let the review don't let the reviews fool you. I feel like the quality of the reviews that I've seen, the videos, they look kind of bad. But it looks great on my TV or on the OLED. So I don't know. They look they look weird. Like everything looks kind of fuzzy. Like especially like the IGN one. But that's not how it actually looks. 
I had it up on the TV and my son is 25 came in and sat down and watched a little bit of it. And he actually remarked that he didn't think it looked that great. And, well, and I mean, does he I, play PS five a lot? <laughs> yeah, he is. And I mean, that there's no comparison there. And it's like, it, it, how old is the switch hardware? I mean, come on, they're doing great with what they've got. Yeah, absolutely. It was old when it came out. <laughs> Exactly. No, I'm just saying. Uh, from what I saw in the when I saw the video, the video reviews, but I was like, this this looks kind of bad. But then when I played it, it was much crisper. And I watched some of it because it leaked early, so I did watch some of it streaming on Twitch, and that looked better too. But no, obviously, yeah, if you're playing like PlayStation Four or Five games, you're gonna think it doesn't look that good. But if you only play Switch like me, you're gonna think it looks fantastic, <laughs> you know, because it does. That was a big thing of uh of the Xenoblade games is I, I like the way the worlds look, and I think they're all pretty look nice everything is a vista it's like oh look at that beautiful look at those trees back there great i feel like nintendo should have monoliths off help them with their open world stuff agreed like they already do (laughs) oh wait they already do yeah i think that they should help them with uh animal crossing oh wait they already did that also did they help with animal crossing yeah it's in the credits i thought you knew that no uh, animal probably did i just forgot because it's so absurd no, uh, yeah, Animal Crossing, uh, the new Animal Crossing on Switch was made by Monolith and Nintendo. So, yeah, whenever you, it, it, like the first time I saw KK do the song in the credits, I'm like, no fucking way, Monolith song totally made Animal Crossing. Because, yeah, they're like their second studio that to help them out with whatever, even even New Horizons. I didn't realize that they did all that for Animal Crossing. Yeah, Animal Crossing and Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild too. No, I, I, didn't they originally approach them on Breath of the Wild because of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X? Because of all the stuff they did, I believe so. With like the expansive worlds in that game, after the, the the game was already in development when they brought Monolith on, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to. Look. Yeah, Monolith off is is pretty is pretty cool. But going back in time to Project Rainfall and how this the first Xenoblade almost didn't even come in the U.S. Like, and now they're basically a second party almost to Nintendo. I think they are right. I, I thought they were a second party. Like I don't know about the technicalities, but I thought. I mean, they don't make they don't make anything for anything else. Do they work, do they do anything for PlayStation or Xbox or anything like that, or are they just solely Nintendo? No, they, I don't think they have since. Uh, well, I mean, what was the first Nintendo exclusive was a uh, Bot and Kaidos, right, on, on the GameCube. Mm. So I mean, no, they they don't they don't do anything for any other company. So I figured that Nintendo owned them in some way. They need to bring that game to Switch. That game's awesome. So I'm now realizing that since you play it all in Japanese, that when you get to certain stuff in this game, it's not going to mean anything to you. What do you mean? Because <laughs> unless you recognize voice actors or actresses from oh, yeah. the previous played games, you won't be going, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. So it was like, is the lady like from Doctor Who going to show up or something? That's the only one I know that was a voice in the first one. The one... The oh, one. Melia? The one There's that, a redhead lady, the one with right? the wings. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's the one. Uh, it's the one from the doc. It's like it's when around when Doctor Who got bad. Um, it was uh like when it was Peter Capaldi. It was, yeah, it was that one. She was like dating uh the the dude from uh she was dating John da- dating John Snow from uh, Game of Thrones. Claire, what wasn't that her name? I don't remember. I don't think. So. I, I don't know. I don't remember what her name is. It was uh Clara. Yeah, you're right. Jenna Coleman. Her, she, she's a she's a voice on Xenoblade Chronicles One. She, she was a Charla, or Charla, or Carla, Melia. Huh? She was oh, a... I, I thought I thought you were talking about the girl with the the wings on her head. That's Melia. 
Yeah, I know who that is. But I, I thought I thought that the Jenna Coleman did the other voice. Oh, the one from Doctor Who did Melia for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Oh, what? I don't play it in English, so I don't know. <laughs> See, that's what I was trying to say when you watched, uh, or when you got to Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and you're talking to the architect and everything like that. The architect's voice is Shulk's voice from Xenoblade One. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that. Because the architect, when he split himself in two, and Zanza from Xenoblade One killed Shulk and then brought him back. Spoilers. Give him the access <laughs> control of the Madonna. Oh yeah, okay. How old is the original Xenoblade now? No, I, no, okay. I, no, I know. It, it was it was a Wii game and a 3DS game. So yeah, it's like 2011, right? Something like that. I thought it was older Didn't than that. It? I Did mean, it, it, it was. You guys own a new. The DS, the new DS, whatever one, the Dude, one that was able to play that. This guy, I don't know if I'm pointing at Trey, but this guy, he Wasn't has a new one? three, he has a new 3DS Zeno Blade. I do. Wow. I've, I've I've talked about it. I like how how bad of a version it is. Xenoblade uh, Blade Chronicles, the Wii one, came out in 2010. So yeah, it's like 12 years old. I was close. So yeah. All I was trying to say is that the the voices would sound familiar, and if you haven't. If you've been playing in the Japanese voices, I don't know if they kept the same voice actors for the Japanese that would key you into that. I bet they do. I'm I'm pretty sure they do that. It's the same ones. I mean, I wouldn't like be like, oh, that's the voice of that. I mean, you know, I I don't really recognize the voices, but I bet they're the same people. I bet they would do just as much on that that they would on the other. You are bringing up an interesting point about localization, though, David. Like, um, there is a whole thing done with that where you ma- kind of match the idioms as much as you can. And then there's a little bit of creative license to, you know, keep the, whether it's supposed to be funny or sad or whatever. So you did experience some story elements that Trey wouldn't because of that, like common voice actors or something you mentioned, but like also probably like idioms that are more relevant to our culture in the U S well, or whatever. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I jumped into this game with them saying like, this is going to close out the trilogy. Mm-hmm. At least that's what they were acting like or whatever. So I'm like everybody else going, when am I going to see some of the other characters? Mm-hmm. And then if and when you do come across any of the rest of them, it was nice to see the same actors or actresses reprising their roles. Mm. So you're saying that Melia is in this. <laughs> <laughs> she is though, right? I mean, it's okay if she is because I do remember because Jenna Coleman, didn't she like leak this? on a podcast saying that she knew about the making of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 before it was announced. So, I mean, this probably she's, good... the Kevis, she's the Kevis queen. She is. Yeah. You got Kevis and Agnes. She's the Kevis queen. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, she kind of spoiled that a long time ago. So it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm there for the story and all that. I mean, is there anything, is there anything you want to say about Xenoblade Chronicles 3? We, we've kind of just like, uh, I don't know, just, just like rambled about it for a while, but. I like what I really like what I've seen of it so far. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun to play. I think they they've only improved as they've gone on. I mean, obviously you had the original Xenoblade Chronicles and then you had two and then they improved Xenoblade Chronicles, you know, the definitive edition and Torna was a step in the right direction as well. It seems like they've just gotten better and better with the way that they're presenting it to the public. They're making it easier for it to understand to understand the battle system. More accessible, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very much so I look forward to what they do in the future. I'm certain that they won't let the property, you know, die, if, especially with how much they put behind it. I mean, that's Nintendo's big first party. Well, it's not first party, but that's Nintendo's big RPG, really. Yeah, it's just a, it's like, 
they have like three big RPGs from companies that aren't Nintendo. Like you have, uh, you got Xenoblade, you got Fire, Fire Emblem, Emblem, and you yeah. got Pokemon from like Intelligent Systems and Pokemon Company. Like that's pretty awesome, you know. And it really, really wasn't that long ago that Torna and Xenoblade Two came out in the first place. So it's not mm-hmm. too long of a turnaround time. Yeah, like five years ago. I mean, uh, from from my understanding, like uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, that was their first time on the Switch, so they didn't really know what to do with it. So they had it look a certain way on the TV, but when you try to play it handheld, it looked like shit. So they've kind of like, they've made it better now to where it looks better handheld and all that. And Tornit, like, I felt like Torn of the Golden Country was basically them trying to like fix all the stuff that they fucked up with too. Like they made it to where it looked better handheld and they made the like maps easier. They, they take longer to explain the battle system to you. And like you don't have to deal with like getting the blades, like the blades that you have are the blades that you have. You know, there's not like there's no gotcha mechanics and all that. You still have to do those really stupid like things to upgrade your where you're just like go fight two birds in this place, and you don't have to do the, do that in three, right? At least I hope not. I hated that so much in Xenoblade Chronicles two, where it's like it's like go fight go fight fi- five flammies in the in the Gorga in the Gormot state, and I'm like what? Fuck you! No, I'm not doing that. It's so it's so annoying. Like you have to go to one spot and kill like three types of whatever, and then you get like one ability thing, and it's like this is stupid. Like I don't, I really like Torna, but but I was like I don't like doing this stuff. You use the word ability, okay? You use yeah. the word ability. There there are some sections in the world that won't be possible to to, to traverse until you have hit some story beats or done a couple of side quests to be able to have that action. And it, I feel like they're integrated in a way to where you're going to learn how to do that naturally. It isn't like you're going to run past this section and go, well, when am I going to learn to double jump? Yeah. Okay. Or and, it's, it's going to be like, why, why, why can't I open this present? Because my electricity field ability isn't high enough yet. Or I don't have enough uh, blades that are that have that like i was so pissed about that like you're trying to do all these side missions and it's like oh wait no but your blade that you have doesn't have a level four electricity field thing so you can't open this I'm like fuck you man i've been looking for this thing for like two hours like what the you fuck? gotta go down seven <laughs> menus deep to be able to put those particular blades on so that you can open the thing just so you can get to the next thing yeah that was really annoying it's stupid but sometimes you need like level fours or something so you gotta like send them on a fucking trip somewhere like 10 times and then eventually they might have the the right stuff to, or you got to go kill those flammies again or whatever the fuck, you know, like it's, it's dumb, but I liked it, but I like this one so far, but, but you don't have to do that, right? You don't have to hunt like one specific enemy in one specific area with like one character. Like you don't have to do that shit that you have to do in two, right? I don't ever remember having to do that. You do. And, and when it's, when it shows the big graph of like all the abilities in two, like oh, for, no, I, I you mean, have to. I yeah. mean, in three. you mean in three? Okay, yeah. Because I'm like, you do have to yeah. go dis- go get stuff. Oh, you definitely have to do that in two, but not in three. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we should uh, should probably wrap up this. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about Xenoblade Chronicles Three before we uh, go here? I don't know. Should we issue another challenge for when you're going to finish it? <laughs> you're the right person to do it, David. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, we could. Uh, we we have to be one of. Very few podcasts that have someone on. Okay, this is the the, already by the end of the year. This is okay. well, okay, by the end of the year, definitely. But this is what this is what I'm plus tr- X. This is what I'm tr- no, <laughs> no, not X. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to do. I, I want I want to I want to beat Xenoblade Chronicles three before Splatoon three comes out. How about that? 
Because Splatoon is what? September? Or is it August? What is no, this? No, I think it's September. I think it is, isn't it? I think it's September. So that's uh that'll be my challenge to myself. I'm 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 kind of in I'm kind of in this world right now, which is kind of cool. Like uh where I'm trying I'm trying to just like play the games that I have, so I'm not I'm not buying everything and I'm not trying to like play everything because when you try to play everything, you don't play anything. So I'm trying to just like just play specific things and just center it on one thing and I'll just play this one thing, you know? So I was sold. I went ahead and got the DLC though. The expansion pass for it. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll get that, but the actual DLC stuff isn't coming out until like the end of next year. So, I mean, I don't like the actual story stuff that I'm interested in. Like, have you even got like, do you get like different outfits or something for getting it now? There's different outfits and there's supposedly different challenges and other characters as well. Hmm. I don't think there's any, any, any new care. Basically I had different outfits. I mean, and that's really all that I noticed on this one. I think you do. You have a Shulk amiibo, though, don't you? I do. Yeah, I know you can scan it and give yourself a Mondano, but I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I really I think the sword kind of looks like it, anyways. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the to the Mithra Pyra amiibo whenever that happens. I don't give a shit about those uh, Minecraft ones that are coming out soon. I want the Pyra Mithra one. Whatever you pre-ordered them, <laughs> I didn't even. I saw I, it on your wish list. I didn't even buy the. I didn't even buy the fighters for Smash Brothers. I didn't even. That second. That second uh, fighter pass. I only got half of it because most of them I wasn't interested in. Like I didn't get Sora. I didn't get uh whoever the fuck from Final Fantasy Seven. Um, Sephiroth. I didn't. I didn't get Steve. His name Steve, right? I didn't get any. Of I'm those gonna make my own care. Steve out of cheese cubes. <laughs> Minecraft style. It's gonna only work for a while before it gets gross. Uh, Splatoon. Spl- Splatoon. I've got a mini fridge. Splatoon three is coming out September 9th. so that's over a month away from now. I could say that I'm gonna try to beat Xenoblade Chronicles three before Splatoon three comes out. Another. Uh, this is okay. a, another dumb one that I, I'm definitely not gonna do this, but I'd want. I wish I could. Another challenge I wanted to do to myself is. To try to complete Shin Megami Tensei Five before Persona Five comes out for Switch in October, that was another one I was going to try to do. But I put like a good like forty hours into that game, but I still didn't beat it. But you know, I, I mean, it's not like I'm starting it or anything. But that's another one I wanted to try to do before Persona Five comes out because that's in, in October. Like maybe I could crank both of them out. I don't know. And and I'd like to beat Live Alive also, <laughs> but I'm already halfway through that game. Thankfully, Live Alive is only like twenty hours, and you could probably beat it in like two. Or something, you know. So I, I you actually that. already beat it. You just don't don't remember. Yeah. yeah, you could probably beat it too. There's only seven chapters in Xenoblade Chronicles, and I say only, but each chapter is like five to seven hours easily. Is at least that's what it felt like. And I don't mean in a bad way, where I was like, "All right, when's this chapter going to end?" Yeah, it was just most of the time you're getting your exposition dumps when a chapter ends. You know, the major story push. Sure. So. I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, like, the last three chapters I got through in a couple hours. So, I mean, sometimes, I mean, those are, those last three chapters are just like, they're just like boom, boom, boom. There's not really, they're all in the same world. Like, you don't really go anywhere else, you know? So, you can just bounce right through those at the end. But, I mean, I'm going to try really hard. I want to at least, I mean, obviously, I I want to change it by, finish it by the end of the year because it's obviously going to be in the, you know, in, in the competition for the game of the year and all that stuff. I will say, watch when you switch classes, it'll take uh, gems off and accessories off that aren't worthwhile to you. Oh, okay. 
So if you're fighting something and it looks like, man, why can't I beat this anymore? You go into the menu and all of a sudden you need to put different gems on there and different accessories hmm. that are more key to that class. Is there a is there a specific thing that you wish you would have known, like now that you've beat it, about the game? Like something maybe you, you, you overlooked or you're like, maybe I should have leveled this class up before the others? Or is there a thing that, you know, like a lot of these games have like one thing that you need to do that'll just make everything easier. Is there anything like that? That's like just a pointers for anybody who's starting the game now that's listening to this. Uh, do more grinding than I did. That's for sure. Because <laughs> I, I, was, I can do that. That's, that's what was killing me there. This last few hours here tonight. Cause I'm like, I'm right there. I'm right at these final bosses or whatever bosses they are. And I'm like, man, I can't do this. <laughs> I just, I'm going, I'm going to have to go back and like, just totally duff a day spending some time grinding and then i re i did what i did for uh final fantasy 12 and i just rearranged some of the accessories and what uh classes i was using and just tanked and healered and whatever more than i had i only had one attacker for the final boss mm. one one attacker and like everybody else and like half healers and half tanks just to be able to and i, I will say that like the stuff that you can do with those trigger buttons to make the people follow you or disband and go over to other areas. That is so key for the end. Yeah. If, if you don't do that, yeah, it's going to be a party wipe. Damn. Does does any of this make you want to play the game anymore, Jeremy? I, I know you have the <laughs> I'm other. I'm so behind. You have all the other Xenoblades and haven't beat any of them, but I figured you might I get. I haven't beat a single one. I thought you might get roped up in the zeitgeist of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and maybe want to play it. I think it looks great. The this story's is great. the easiest one to jump in. Yes. This is the easiest one to jump into. Yeah. It, it definitely, it doesn't push Xenoblade 1 and 2 lore on you as much as you would think. It, if you know about it, you know. If you don't, you don't. Well, the beauty of game releases, at least hoping this is the case, is that I can buy it later. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy it eventually, but it'll be on sale in a couple of weeks or in, not... a couple, in a couple of months. It'll be on sale, and then you can get it. <laughs> I'd say yeah, holiday <laughs> yeah. season it'll be on sale. Yeah. Um, they'll probably do something in September or I rather November, but yeah, I will buy it. I just I need time. And the beauty of that is, by then there'll be some guides and stuff like that to help out if you get stuck in some place. And the way I played and blazed mm. through it, it's like I've got nowhere to turn to. There's no, there's nothing really out yeah. there to help you. So yeah, cool. All right. Well, uh, I think we can, uh, we can wrap it up there. Start to. Is there any any sort of news that anybody wanted to say before we go that you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, the Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. We got to get the menus finally, and uh, confirms that this game looks like the, the maybe the greatest collection of classic games ever. Um, you can actually search the menus. This is like so cool. They tagged every item in the game. So if you want to search for mousers, uh, you can pull up everything related to mousers in the game, in the extras, uh, the, the sketches and, you know, videos and and whatever else, screenshots from the series that they have. Uh, it looks very, very well done. Uh, not only that, but the game will also include rollback netcode for tournament fighters. That's what I want. But see, what I want to know is, does that mean for Switch? Or does that just mean the other games? I'm guessing that's for for everything because I put money on it that it's not for Switch. I would bet that it is for for everything, just because the level of care that they're putting into this whole thing. There's no reason for them to there. There was no reason for them to 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 make every item 
in the game searchable like that and to put all the care that they put into the design of the menus which look like the comics and uh, uh, all the different options that you can have for the video displays this everything says that they're they're making this the ultimate collection and i don't see why they would leave switch out and well record. i mean that that's not that's not a knock on them as a company that's just, just a knock on nintendo's internet service because everything like there's multiple games that have rollback net code that that on that are on the switch they just don't have it on switch because the internet sucks on switch mm. so i would bet you a ten dollar gift card that they're not going to have it on nintendo switch for the cowabunga collection because i'm pretty sure they will i'm not putting money on it but i'm just saying i, I don't i think they they have a level of care well, they can have the most. Out. They can have all the care in the world, but if the internet for the Switch doesn't work, you still can't do rollback netcode. That's why. That's why I'm uh, willing to put money on it. Didn't they say that the Super Nintendo Tournament Fighters is the only one that's actually going to have the online? I don't know. You mean like they, the Genesis or the NES one will have games. it? Yeah. But I thought you could play online multiplayer on the arcade stuff. No. Oh yeah, maybe like the Turtles in Time and stuff like that. But I thought that like the Regular the regular NES one for the tournament fighters doesn't have the online from what I understand. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I could have sworn I heard that somewhere. Yeah, I mean it's basically going to boil down to when they actually do the do the reviews. But I'll I'll be real surprised if it actually shows up on Nintendo because that would be the very first the very first game that has rollback netcode for like any Nintendo game on Nintendo Switch out of like the five million games that are on there. So. And why does everybody hate on the first one? The the original NES Turtles. That's one of my favorite games. Because it's stupidly hard and it's unfair and, and that water area sucks. I don't know. I don't think it's that fun. That's where from that's where that's where from I think got, got secretly everyone's mad. Secretly everyone's mad that Konami invented a, another company just to release it. No, it's be, it's because like a lot of people got it as a present and couldn't get through it because it's just so incredibly difficult. I mean, I've seen it beat, like my roommate beat it. Like I watched Conan beat it. He made it all the way through. But it was like, it's one of those things like, yeah, where, you know, you only get so many games when you're a kid and you have to play like one over and over and over again. Mm. You eventually learn how to play, how to beat Turtles 1. So I would still call it a good game. Like extra lives and stuff like that or un- unlimited life. Do you think they'll have that type of, you know? Oh, like it's uh, got the rewind feature. So, I mean, okay. kind of makes up for so it. You could torture yourself even more in that underwater level. <laughs> Just watch yourself get fried has, over and over and over again. Or it wild. has a it has a thing where you can you can let the game play itself. Like you could start at the water level and have the turtle do all the swimming through all the the kelp and play it for you. And then you can jump in at any time you want. And then you can jump in after that. I mean, yep. th- there were some other games that did that. I don't think they were on Switch. Didn't uh didn't the Disney afternoon afternoon collection do that too? I don't remember. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't on anything that it wasn't on any Nintendo system, so you probably didn't play it. I didn't play it either. It was the same company. It was Chris Kohler's. What I can't remember now, but it's the same. But they had a thing where, where, it would like, where it would like demo a game, and then you could just jump in mm-hmm. whenever you wanted to. Like it had that same sort of thing. Cool. Anyway, is there anything else you want to say before we go? I guess uh, there. Tetris ninety nine is having a, a Maximus Cup thing where you can finally get some of these uh, themes that you missed in case you're wanting to get. I know Jeremy, you missed a few of these. I have uh, I missed some stuff. John missed all of them. Uh, Super Mario 3D World, Bowser's Fury. No, you got that one. Uh, I, I, I missed that one. I missed the Metopia one, which is the one that I missed. But like this, I think it's like this weekend, they're going to give you the chance to get them back. And they're they're going to do a different one like every day. 
So oh. make sure and check the schedule if you want a specific one. But that's cool that they're letting you get. I want to get that Metopia one because that's the only one I didn't get of, of all those. So cool. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush continues to not give you other outfits for your for the female characters, but you get more colors for Shy Guys for this month. So uh, cool, I guess. Uh, anything? Anybody want to say anything else, or can we call it a day? Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks it. for coming on, Dave. For sure. Yeah. Um, it, did you want to say any more news things before we wrap it up here? I sent you that tweet that I saw about the Xenoblade Five, supposedly. Yeah, somebody's playing it on a on a um, Steam, uh, deck, Steam deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just obviously a joke, but yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, it would be funnier if it said Xenoblade Chronicles X two on a Steam. Yeah, deck. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be more outlandish. Um, all right, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks so much for uh, for being on the show um, and talking to us about Xenoblade Chronicles three, David. Um, is there anything mm-hmm. uh, you want to? plug before you go or tell people where to find your credits on twitter or anything like that ginsu 3000 g-i-n-s-u 3000 um that's where i do my beat of the week stuff that you started ages ago um i i'm on the facebook site that you guys with a community page as well i appreciate you guys answering my questions that i put on there oh for sure yeah. yeah definitely even though we uh we messed up a couple ones there like uh, I realized when we were editing, uh, Disco Elysium came out last year, not this year, oh, for Jeremy's see, answer. And also, yeah. uh, I think one that you could have answered as a question, as one, John, is um, No Man's Sky. It's coming out at the beginning of October, and you were pretty excited about that one, as far as stuff yeah, that, I'm interested in that for sure. Yeah, I mean, for other stuff that's coming out. I mean, a part of like that big October, the big October splurge of games. But yeah, thank, thanks so much for being here. And I, yeah, I couldn't think of another person that I'd rather have on to talk about Xenoblade Chronicles. So it's uh, very nice that you were able to join us. Anyway, uh, if you want, if anybody wants to uh, support the show and hear more episodes and all that stuff, go to patreon.com slash Podcast. I just put up the WART Radio wrap-up for last month. And I think it's my favorite one so far. Probably because all it is is Xenoblade Chronicles songs and Live Alive songs. But... It's great. I listened to it while I was driving down to wherever I'm at right now, and I really enjoyed it. So $5 level people, you can listen to that, and I think it's cool. There's Also, it has our 16-bit top 10 in there, so it has a lot of great Genesis and Super Nintendo songs in there as well. So worth listening to for that. And you can find us at on Twitter. Find Jeremy and I there at jmaxstack and at nintendo underscore domain. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast, twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Google the show. You can find it wherever. But thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks for coming on the show, Dave, as well. And uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. And special guest. David Hutchison III. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. Ship.
There is only Neversoft. A $100 Switch controller? Better be good. Did you mean Neversoft or did you mean FromSoft? What did I say? Neversoft? Yeah. Is it Neversoft? Oh, the, to- I've already, the, the Tony Hawk company? Hawk, guys. It is. Hold Isn't on, that, let me read like it. like Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Are you, are, are you back on playing all that again? That's all like I a Tony Hawk Elden Ring crossover. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Open world skateboarding. That would be unique. Beat those guys with some uh, elemental skateboards. Maybe I'll just put Neversoft in there just to be a dick. Welcome to, 